0: and we're off <laughs> yeah Merry Christmas boys
1: no Santa's back
0: Merry Christmas Jesse I hate it yeah, okay <laughs> yeah I, I guess this time no, of year no I do uh, really love Christmas I do just you? don't like having a Christmas tree up before Halloween yeah this should be really unconfusing yeah I okay. don't
1: think anyone will get that
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas Mike thank you Jesse You know, I've been thinking a lot about um, this time of year. It's time of reflection. And um, you look back on all your deeds throughout the year. and um,
1: Whether or not you've been naughty or nice.
0: Exactly. And um, I decided I was going to write a letter to Santa. And rather an appeal, really, to Santa. So in light of the season, um, I'm going to read my letter to Santa Claus. Um, You boys can jump in anywhere you want here. Dear Santa Claus, thinking about this past year and as to whether or not I've been a good little girl, it's honestly hard for me to say. I've certainly been quite a few things throughout these past 12 months. Xenophobic, fatphobic, unfulfilled with every personal and creative pursuit, and last but not least, vehemently critical of the citizens of Arkansas, Alaska, and other genetic cesspool shitholes that make a strong case for the practice of eugenics. At least you work one day a year. I've also had less glamorous moments this past year, but we don't need to get into those because I don't want to come off as apologetic or the slightest bit remorseful. Having said all that, I only need one thing from you this year. To bring Garrett back from the dead. It's not that we miss him or the show is suffering without him on it. It's just that it's hard for me to say this, and I hate to be sentimental, but... The global economy is suffering. CeCe's pizza and Domino's are shutting down all over the world, and pizza and crazy bread farmers are having to burn <laughs> surplus crops, and my General so's chicken stocks are all in the shitter now. It's gone from being a booming pig market to a bear market almost overnight. <laughs> Santa, all I want for Christmas is Dalton Jesse's friend, Garrett, to come back. and <laughs> maybe a stocking full of dick pills that actually work for me, but even a doughy fat shit wizard from the North Pole has his limits. What's that sound? What is that? Is that on the roof? I had... Oh, ho, oh, not oh. see no <laughs> wait, What was that? What pills are you taking? No,
2: it's me. It's
1: not Santa. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, oh no, Garrett. Oh, wait, Garrett, I'm out. Oh. I didn't know he was going to be here. All yeah. right, hey, hey. I mean, Garrett, you're back, Who, yay Who's feeding on to me? Is this the Wicked Witch of the East? No, I think, <laughs> no. It's just, I think that's a skeleton wearing cargo shorts <laughs> Oh wait, no, 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 that's Mike, that's Mike, you got Ow. him Good job. Ow. all right Welcome to the '90s Roulette Podcast, the podcast where Mike talks at 2x speed over everyone else, and four boys yell amongst one another, and you can't hear a single fucking thought. I'm Dalton, and with me today is I'm Jesse, and I'm hey I'm Garrett. I'm back. Garrett's back. Yay!
3: So good to have you
4: back, buddy. Hey anyway, guys, m- Merry Christmas this everyone. Is a, this is a real special
3: episode, it's this a real a, miracle. This is, this is a real... Mike got his wish and we got ours. Yeah, this, exactly. is, a, <laughs> this is a Christmas <laughs> miracle. We get Garrett
1: back and we also got rid of that fucking idiot. Yeah. So, what do we got going on today, Garrett?
4: Alright, uh, today is a very special Christmas episode. So, today we have, uh, for our movie, is Home Alone. Uh, directed by Chris Columbus Our TV show is Boy Meets World Specifically the episode A Very Topanga Christmas And our music video is Santa Claus Goes to the Ghetto By Snoop Dogg Go straight to the ghetto Clearly I was to misinformed yep. So
1: that's hey, what we're talking about Alright well with that let's get into it
4: Change it Nothing melts away the cold Like a delicious hot bowl Of Campbell's
2: soup it snow. Two burglars are in trouble. We know that you're in there. Ah! And heaven ah! is in heaven. Ah! Home Alone. Yes. Ready yes. BG. Yes. Yes. Starts Friday, November 16th at Theaters Everywhere.
1: Home Alone. <laughs> That's. He's just going to. He's just going <laughs> to exclaim it right off the
4: rip. Well, I could do that, or I could do my usual. Like a long sigh. <laughs> okay. Oh, which way
1: works best for you? <laughs> which way works best? The way that works best for me is where we don't do it. <laughs> all right.
4: Well, that's some good energy going into this movie segment. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah. Uh, Home Alone is what we're talking about. Directed by Chris Columbus. Written by John Hughes. And a little bit by Chris Columbus. Yeah, all those
1: nerds. Yeah, Home Alone is yeah. a pretty sweet movie. Disregarding the way I just sounded. Uh, it's it's cool as shit and I'm sure everyone has seen home alone. there's really not much of a need for a breakdown but if you're one of those people who's been under a rock and has never seen it, it's about a kid who gets left at home alone. His parents and family and everyone go out of town and he's left to defend the homestead and also learn that furnaces aren't that scary. so <laughs> which is that's a, it a strange <laughs> plot
4: point that doesn't really go anywhere.
1: Well? there's there's a few things that happened they didn't make as many scenes with the furnace as they did with him screaming about aftershave so there
3: was a reason they did that and I don't even remember
4: what it was the furnace furnace thing just like that show I guess that he's getting braver now that um, and
3: th- yeah, I feel like it was laundry. supposed to be yeah. like a I feel like it was supposed to be a reference to something, but I don't even remember. It made now, me or... think
4: of the Brave Little Toaster for some reason. Yeah. Kind of like the uh the yeah, like kinda, junkyard uh, scene
3: a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
4: Or the air conditioner.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. just had that
3: vibe. Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, so Home Alone is a story about a young boy, Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin. As Part he of is, him. <laughs> have you ever heard of him? <laughs> uh, by the way. A little guy named Macaulay Culkin. So he is left home alone because his family rushes out of the house. He's left up in the attic. They are going on a Christmas trip to Paris. And while they're in Paris, they've... Freak out and realize he got left behind. So there's a series while, of hijinks. They accidentally leave him behind. That's right. right so they do family. have to.
4: They have to jump through a lot of hoops. Like the biggest struggle with getting into the movie for like the people who made it was like, how do we make it believable that they left their child right. behind? Like, who would actually and, believe that? And yeah. not make them look like total assholes. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job. <laughs> they, they I because mean they have I a lot of who recently had a situation where we accidentally left a kid somewhere it actually is pretty easy to do if you're distracted they left Uh, you well no it's (laughs) a long story but like one of the kids had a soccer game but it turns out the game got canceled at the park there was a bunch of people there so like we didn't know the game had got canceled and didn't actually go talk to the coach she was like 20 minutes late she's like let me out of the car let me out of the car like okay okay so hop she hops out and leave come back for the game's end like 45 minutes later turns out there was no game Everybody's gone. She's there by herself and poor thing is terrified and it was it was sad but the point being yeah, is that I was like, it make is the point actually really you, easy to do if you are
4: distracted. Yeah, I was yeah. going to make the point that you could definitely relate to this movie uh, <laughs> with, <laughs> with having twelve kids. As a parent or as
3: Kevin McAllister, yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you got twelve kids. This is your house, right? Yeah, this
1: is this is your you know. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> recording this podcast from the McAllisters' mansion. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Now that that is like the only way this setup works is if there's an insane. Amount of children, so many that you can't really even take. I don't know how you take care of that many kids. It doesn't look like they have a nanny. Like I think that's just the aunt and uncle that are in town.
3: Yeah, right? they don't even it's, have it's, someone
1: to answer
4: the door.
3: So, so it no. implies that like it, no, the kids it, aren't so, fucking doing it. So it implies it. that Kevin's Kevin's dad's brother, his wife, and their kids. Yeah, and never. And then there's just there's other people. It's like
1: it can't possibly just be them, but. No, it's their. It's like their two families and maybe some cousins or whatever. But that was the thing about Home Alone that I think doesn't really register with you. Do oh,
4: you think those were two families and not like?
1: Well, let's say one of well, them could have his been like his
3: could have been Catherine right here could have been his mom's family, and the other one is yeah his dad's family. And it's I don't know. It's never really quite
4: clear, but you do. I just thought those were all his siblings. <laughs> No. Really, I did. No, yeah. oh, I, th- I, mean, I thought just like his aunt and uncle were the only ones, and t- I didn't real, you know. No, that, they're that not. That makes his, more it, sense it, because at sure. the end of the movie, when they come back, there's significantly less kids.
1: Yeah, yes, but I, I think there are still a few that are shared with the brother-in-law or his brother, whatever the I situation think it's is. just. I think it's
3: just Kevin and his older brother. And his little brother in the movie isn't even supposed to be his brother; it's his cousin
1: in that eighteen-bedroom house. Yeah.
3: Okay. No, uh, no, I don't think so. My wife I- is shaking her head. Yes, if that's correct. Yeah, believe so <laughs> her over <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, because no. when they get back
4: at the at the end. The uh, aunt and uncle aren't there, but there's also, I mean, what, there's probably still like four or well, five other kids. I mean, kids.
3: but then they all show up, like and the whole family does. And yeah, like right yeah. after the mother at
4: the end. But I but think But not, not the entire family. That's what I'm saying. Not it's, the entire family. It's yeah. not 11 kids there. It's no, like half of it's them. It's some of his brother's kids.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure so there's he has two, two a, families. You never see anything of hers in the house, but I think he has one sister and an older brother, and then that's it. I think it might just be the three of them.
4: I think Everyone the major is,
1: point is that they could have matter. drowned a few, and <laughs> yeah. it would have been okay.
4: <laughs> I, I think the what bandits could have just not even waited for them to leave. No, they
1: could have robbed <laughs> that
3: place
4: clean, and no yeah. one would have even just known. Just dress, uh, dress up as cops and just walk around.
3: Just dress up the opening c- scene when Joe Pesci's there is the police officer scoping yeah. the house. Like, yeah, he could have literally just stolen stuff, and no one would have noticed. Why dress but you up want as cops? Funny. I. It took me an embarrassing amount of time to realize five kids wife saying she's looking it up says it's five of them five of the kids are his siblings okay um but so it took me an embarrassing amount of time to realize that joe pesci is even the same character i didn't understand that probably the first like five or six times i saw the movie
4: how old were you when you watched it? I mean, I was a kid, you know, okay. I was probably okay. like 26. Uh, but I always
3: thought sense. Joe Pesci was literally just playing two different characters. <laughs> <It wasn't laughs> he's a very versatile even, actor. Yeah, and he's even, got the, he's even got the same tooth and like, I I didn't catch it the first time. Jesse's having an not. Austin
1: Powers experience yeah. over here. <laughs> he didn't even know. Yeah, he spends the rest of
4: the movie looking for another character that Joe Pesci is playing. He didn't fact, I, I think he's it playing the even old It wasn't until
3: man. one of the times I watched it and I saw the tooth he makes the connection because of his gold tooth and he freezes up and he's like i don't know i didn't like the way he looked at me it was the very first time i realized that it's even the same
1: character he didn't even need to dress up as a cop he could have just dressed up as one of their kids and they would have been like ah, oh, fuck i guess we had another <laughs> he's just running around scarfing down fucking silverware and shit like that, that thrown into bags the funniest thing about this movie though is when you get older and you realize like holy fuck Kevin's parents are loaded because there is yes. a massive house on I've seen this and-
3: meme several times online. Like, what the fuck does Kevin's dad actually do? Because he's no, got to be filthy matter. rich.
1: They just have to be rich right. for this yeah, to yeah, make he's sense. He's got to be filthy yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be so rich that no one can even comprehend how many rooms are in this fucking house. That's why it's a really Willy make the, It's not even that well, it's like, just an expensive house, yeah. but
3: there's also the fact that, you know, it, it implies that his brother isn't even paying for the trip to Paris. That he's paying for it because yeah. he gets called cheap a couple of times in those yeah. in those movies. His brothers, and yeah, and so it implies that Kevin's dad is paying for that entire family to go to Paris for a oh, yeah, week like an investment or banker or something. Something, I something yeah,
1: ridiculous. Like, yeah. I don't know. They went on American, so it should have been pretty affordable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah uh, i also never but, realized that that's
4: john williams
1: that does the yes the, I, that the was one of the too. things
4: i made note the music surprisingly pretty good yeah i mean everybody um, knows that theme but i never i
3: never realized that
4: yeah you know, that, yeah that was john williams a john Real williams original the, the, the other
1: thing about this movie that i don't i didn't really ever pay attention to until i got older was you know, when you're a kid remembering this movie, you think back to all the things Kevin did to the burglars, to Joe Pesci and... It takes a while, what, and he,
4: uh, Joe Pesci and Dan Stern.
1: Dan Stern. Yeah. It takes a while to get there. You yeah. think it's back... It's the last
4: 20 minutes.
1: Right. You think back to this movie, and you're like, oh, yeah, he does, like, they does slip the and things. fall, they burn their head, he burns their hand. Yeah, but they, all
4: that happens, yeah, so it
3: fast.
1: It all yeah. happens in the last there's some the like, movie. There's
4: some, like, iconic things that happened before then, but, you know, most of the stuff that's m- memed on... Yeah, Really? Two is just like that too. It yeah. takes a Nine long
1: time to get up and running into what is the what is essentially the good part of the movie because the, the early first thirty minutes or so is just the setup. Just okay, how does he get left behind?
3: That's it. That's it's, all you need. to It was tell. always funny to me because like yeah, we remember that as being like oh, it's the best part of the movie. It's the most interesting, crazy stuff happens, and yet so much of the movie actually feels like it tries to be live in reality. Until we get to that part of the movie. And then it just turns into a cartoon. You mean
1: where the the, the part of the movie where the two burglars don't just go in and snap a kid's neck <laughs> so that they can rob an entire mansion? Uh, yeah, they have yeah. to,
4: like, there are a few, a couple, the first couple nights, they're, like, not, they think that the family is still home.
1: Well, when you look you through the windows.
4: Else I
3: never noticed about the movie, too, for a long time, was the fact that. They rob one of the neighbor's houses early in the movie, and that's when they talk about being the wet bandits, and he leaves the sinks on and yeah, everything. Which is a dick yeah. move. Which well, is such a shitty yeah, thing to do for no damage. reason. Yeah, and then later on, he goes through the neighbor's house, and it's totally flooded, and I didn't make that connection either, that that's
1: the he same house. He robbed that house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the the other thing about this is just that why, why would they not – recognize earlier. So when they're in the car and again, I like home alone. It's a fun movie and it's a great kids movie, but they are just the epitome of cartoon villains like goons because when they're scoping out the house and casing the place outside after the family has left and he's doing the little fucking Michael Jordan on a train and the dummies like moving in the window and shit. (laughs) It looks so apparently fake that it's just how, It's like a
4: diorama or something in the house. Like
1: later, they're literally walking up to the lit outdoor space of this house to get towards the basement door. But just a night earlier, they wouldn't even muster the gumption to just go up and peek in a window. Because later... He does exactly that. He puts his face in the fucking window, broad daylight, yeah. scoping out this right. place in this okay plumbing and heating van that's been at every house this week. Also, why would someone as wealthy as Kevin's parents
3: not have a burglar alarm?
4: Ninety, Some kind of... Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah. So. It was 1990, right? I mean, this that, is after the, the '80s. They're I mean, in like a super nice neighborhood. Yeah, yeah I mean, where none I guess so his older brother
1: actually even says we live on the most boring street in the world, or where nothing, nothing ever dangerous happens. Yeah. ever happens. So I think that's how you explain it's it. Like, away. like, yeah, we got uh, automatic lights and uh, locks on our doors. That's all you need. That's right? a, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's we left the garage open. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's so like <laughs> undisturbed by that too. He's like, oh, I left the garage open. Huh. Okay. Nowadays, you'd be like, "Fuck! I left the garage open. I have to go back or like get <laughs> yeah. someone to yeah. close that for Mid- me." Mid
4: Atlantic yeah. flight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's, it's so funny that like, yes, the early two thirds of this movie, all the way up until they actually start breaking into the home, is. Pretty grounded. Yeah, Other than maybe it. like the the movie playing and the, the, the machine gun fire and the pizza dude. Yeah. Like everything else is pretty like welcome. I mean, that's, a lot of those things feel like
3: they're deliberately from Kevin's perspective. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be kind of, yeah, sort of childish. But
1: when the burglars show up, it is just. It, it's I mean, like we even have City. the like
3: sweet scene where he meets the neighbor in the church and mm-hmm. sees his granddaughter singing in the choir and everything. And it's like, oh, this movie is really wholesome. It's got, you know, all these things to yeah. say. And then it turns into this cartoon of the burglars just getting into the, yeah. I
4: think that, that was like when they were making it. This was uh like John Hughes first, first, originally, originally wrote the script. And then he, when he picked out Chris Columbus, he sent him the script. And before it was just like a broad comedy where it was mostly that. Hijinks slapstick that. shit. And then Chris Columbus started he added like the church scene and uh like kind of set that up and the things added, to give some heartfelt yeah, moments yeah, to where like really, it needs a, at least a little bit about like the meaning of Christmas and family and stuff. It needs some of that to make it a movie. And,
1: Instead of Kevin just being a little shit. Yeah. Early right. on, well this is probably the biggest disagreement um that we had when watching it is that I think it's okay the way the parents are treating Kevin early on because he's being an asshat, and so sometimes you got to be tough on kids or whatever if they're acting up really hard. On the other side, I do understand where he's a kid. You know, yeah. you can only expect him to understand and do so much. But man, he's just a vicious little bastard early on, and I just want to be like, stop, stop it. Shut up. <laughs> Go to your room. Shut up. Yeah. Talking to your mom like that. Are you kidding me? If I talked to my mom like that, my dad would have come over and whipped the shit out of my fucking jaw, dude. I actually always felt sorry for Kevin in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, he of the sucks.
4: Movie. I, I mean, I did when Uncle when Frank you, says, yeah, Stop being a jerk. Yeah, jerk. Like, like, you're you little jerk. jerk. Like, that's a mean thing to say to a child. And not only that, but
3: like it really wasn't <laughs> Kevin's fault. Like. It really right. was his brother being a total jerk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kevin really didn't do anything wrong. He just stood up for himself. Yeah. And then,
1: Specifically, like, Uncle
4: Frank smushes Kieran Colkin's face
1: up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, <laughs> I'm talking about when he's talking back to his mother and, like, the really shitty yeah, stuff. He was he's being saying, shitty. Yeah. He's being yeah, really absolutely. shitty. Yeah. Not so much earlier when, like, the whole pizza scene happens because I thought the same thing. His uncle's a fucking prick. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you <laughs> yeah. talking to an eight-year-old, like, look what
3: you did, you little jerk. He's like, he like so, so unlikable. Like, everything he says is, like, dude this, this this dude is <laughs> he's an ass. irredievable like they're, like, they're like trying to comfort his mom on the plane after she's realized he's been left behind and he's like well if it makes you feel any better I forgot my reading glasses and they all just fucking look at him yeah, that, like what his <laughs> uncle Frank is
1: <laughs> just shit <laughs> he sucks he he's, so, he's like he's like <laughs> such a dickhead it
4: makes sense that the dad is paying for his plane ticket yeah
1: yeah like, he, he must have bitched his way into
3: it yeah, yeah. right he, that's how, he says something at the moment he was like your dad's paying good money for it no that's in the second one it's in part two where he says that yeah kevin's true. a little bit older and he's a little bit more of a smart ass and he says something about like you dad's paying good money for this trip and he says like oh wouldn't want to spoil your fun mr cheapskate and everybody just fucking looks at him and it's like yeah i, I his love uncle.
1: to this day the uh the easy on the pepsi fuller that's probably one of my favorite things. I, yeah, because the that most look, obvious product placement shot oh, yes. imaginable. You're just, you're just picturing Garth from Wayne's World, just like people just do stuff for money, man. Yeah. That fucking Reebok suit he's got <laughs> It's like this very obviously placed fucking. He literally like smiles, holding there. it up to yeah, the camera. He, does, yeah. he yeah. takes the it's biggest long shot. He yeah. takes the biggest gulp and then looks straight at Kevin. And I'm sitting there thinking, "You little mother." Fucker! <laughs> you, you know you're going to be pissing the bed. You know you're going to be pissing your pants all night because you just drank an entire Pepsi in one sitting before you've even gotten to your pizza. You little bastard! I don't like him at all. I am anti Fuller. I'm anti that kid. I uncle think had had. Kevin, I would have been like, Fuller surely been
3: left home alone. Any of the kids that there are that sleep there, surely there's a sleeping bag somewhere. Like, give me a sleeping bag. I will sleep on the floor up there. Like, like, don't make me get in the bed with this. You need a sleeping bag for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Eight, grab a pillow and fall asleep. You can fall asleep against a fucking wall. It doesn't matter. You're
3: a kid. They're resilient. He'll be the fine. he of his family. There's so many people in this house that. They make two of the kids sleep in the fucking attic. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's there's so many fucking kids in this house in this nineteen bedroom house that for some reason there's kids sleeping None in of the, the fucking Friend attic. Frank
3: doesn't offer to sleep up there like yeah. his trip being paid for. Like no, we're gonna make two of the youngest kids sleep
1: in the attic. Also, what about they this, all like, suck? It's Everybody sucks. A nice attic. Why can't you just sleep it's on a <laughs> on a couch in the living room or the third living room or the second living room? Well, be so many. People are probably yeah. You know, everybody's
3: sleeping in all of those, but it's like you. But of all the people here, many of them older people, older kids, the adults. Y'all are gonna make the two youngest kids in the family sleep in the attic. I want to see the <laughs> yeah.
1: Home Alone version where Fuller gets left behind and instead of doing a bunch of hijink pranks where he makes the burglars step on nails and burn their head, he just pisses on them. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks so much Pepsi. It's no. so just nonstop 30 minutes of him ends down That movie with the Pepsi. burglars showing
3: up and the house has been burned down because Fuller tried to heat up a pizza in the microwave and burned it.
1: <laughs> it, it burned down because he pissed on the toaster and it caused an electrical <laughs> fire. Yeah. He's a and menace. Fuller, you're a bastard, dude. You suck, man. <laughs> He's out there pissing on everything. Yeah, they, like... come, they come back and Fuller's
3: dead. Is he even in the second movie? I don't know. Now that I think about it, I don't remember ever seeing him. But I mean, you never see much of the family either way. But now that I think about it, yeah, that's the only time I've we really see this at the yeah.
1: Beginning I mean, of the first they're re- they're really only there to each deliver a single line to Kevin, showcasing how he should be he glad should that you. his family's gone. Kevin,
3: you're such a disease. Yes, yeah,
1: you're <laughs> les incompetents, or whatever the fuck. Lay <laughs> in mean, Yeah,
4: just, Dummy, it, it, you don't even know French. That kid knew it. Tell you,
3: that's probably the
1: only phrase she learned in French too, probably, just to be able to say yeah, it to Kevin. Just so they can be mean to the child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because essentially the first ten minutes of the movie is, hey, let's all be mean to Kevin, and he's yeah. gonna get so mad, and then he's gonna like it when we're gone, and he's gonna think that it was a Christmas miracle. But I do want to jump like all the way to the end of the fucking movie because I'm sure we'll talk about the burglars specifically and all yeah. the little yeah, antics there's a, there's and everything. to talk about there, but. The end of the movie, when the mother gets home and then has the little moment with Kevin... Is it not the most disheartening shit that not even five minutes later, the rest of the entire family oh, little, yeah. shows little up little through the like, yeah, You could have just waited a night yeah. and you would have been she, there. She turns to her husband, How did y'all get here? Oh, uh, We just waited for the flight. Yeah, we flight took the morning Friday, flight. You didn't want to wait for It's yeah. like, You motherfucker. <laughs> I have been through hell. I gave a woman earrings and I think a hand job at one point <laughs> just so that I could make it to Chicago. Yes. What the fuck happened? I had I to give
4: John Candy a reach around in the back <laughs> of a U-Haul.
1: I had to shove an entire polka flute up John Candy's ass <laughs> just so he would drive me in the way in like, here. I
3: understand that she's desperate to get home, but you think that she would at least have put that together. It's like if I have to ride in the back of a fucking van with John Candy's polka band playing for eight hours,
1: Yeah, maybe I'll just wait for the is equivalent to 10 <laughs> yeah. hours in a normal van right <laughs> it's That's just true. it's so fucking goofy that like they if it, it's as if she hadn't eaten enough shit already you know what i mean like yeah she's gone through hell you know, because she already feels immense guilt for leaving him in the first place and it then jumps through Yeah, sure it's all of their fault it's all the adult the fault. second
3: she lands in paris she basically
4: just lives well in actually you know whose fault it is it's the bitch that was doing the counting
1: yeah. And she it's just also, like sees the back of like, okay. some random hold, child's head. Hold but, on. I do want to do a quick aside. Yes, it's tragic that she went through all these fucking hoops only to get minimized on her endeavors to get right. back home just because the rest of the family fucking Undercut. shows up. Yeah, but the little miscreant thousand questions kid in the early beginnings of the movie who is counted along with the other children at the McAllister's and that is the one who she thinks is Kevin who just fucks off immediately thereafter never to be seen again he is a menace
0: yeah he is
1: right up there with Fuller if those burglars had come to that house they should have cut Fuller and that little kid up both of them they should have burned their heads they are Awful! This little fucker. They're just burglars. Ah, oh, fuck not. him! Also, this like, little bastard. Hold on, oh, little... no, this little bastard <laughs> <laughs> comes up. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> This little bastard comes over while there's a grown man just trying to do his job to load bags into a van. And he's asking, how much gas mileage does it, get? How far is it? Are they going to be gone long? Is it cold in France? Kid, I'll cut your fucking head off if you don't <laughs> yeah. get out of this fucking van. He's talking in his ear. And all he can muster to say is, gee, kid, I don't know. He'll beat yeah. it. That's all he says you grab that little bastard you grab him by his hat you you mush it down his little face and then you shove him into the snow and you spit on him and you say get the fuck out of here you little bastard you're messing up my head count but anyway yes back to what you were saying he's fine uh (laughs) this curious this curious
3: kid that comes over has to get inside their van and go through all their stuff he clearly, like, he makes it a point when he sees the van pull up to go explore and see what's going on at this house. You mean to tell me that this kid doesn't notice what else is going on in the street and doesn't notice that houses are being robbed think every day? I the
1: explanation there is that have his start, family also started, left. I don't probably? think they've started yet. Yeah. I think his family also leaves. But the bigger yeah. takeaway here is that, yes, I get that they're all rushing around because they overslept and they've got to make it to the airport, but no one, adult Teenager, child, anyone who all had a blow up at Kevin, the fucking enemy of the hour, no one mentions, is Kevin in a better mood today? None of that. No one fucking says well, anything okay. to be like, no, look, I got to admit, how's that, Kevin?
3: The, the, the scene when the parents wake up and realize that they. Are late, and the, their house goes into a scramble. And they do the sped-up footage from it. Right. I feel that so hard, because that is someone with a million kids that mm, there's nothing quite like. Realizing you're late and
4: also having to get an entire house ready—that littlest no that abacus is not in a rush when she's counting the heads. Exactly. She's taking her time. <laughs> exactly. She just sees the back of one head, it's like, yeah, that's probably I right. Know as
1: a parent, you might be freaking out. I gotta get passports, bags. I need to. Right. Grab sometimes my-
3: you just like you, if you don't have. Not put your kid in the fucking attic. You wouldn't be <laughs> and forgetting. That's where they belong. Exactly. But sometimes <laughs> you aren't even really like thinking about like. So you're just you're counting bodies. You're just like, yeah, okay, we have everybody. This is six people.
1: I, I understand it from the yeah. parents' perspective. I'm talking more so about the older kids at this point because Buzz is nonchalant and to They're standing there, they're going fucking Seven, self-absorbed. Ten, 11 while she's counting, and no one stopped to be like, "Hey, where's that little bastard that I yelled at this later?" That's why
4: kids shouldn't have money. They should all just.
1: Okay, I like this take. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, say go, more. Where are you going with this? Say here. more. It yeah, got yeah, really yeah. quiet. You know, yeah. yeah why?
4: You don't have to get quiet. Go ahead. No, no I don't. Explain I it. immediately regret it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you put Garrett on the spot for a take, and he immediately backtracks and says he he's got to explain. Yeah, it. This, this is why kids should all be poor. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> why kids should be poor, so a grown man doesn't get a tarantula on his belly. Yeah. I do also, feel for the grown man getting a tarantula okay, on his so belly. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and jump into the. Antics, and we can jump around and just like tackle each one as you think of them, because there's a lot of them. Which that are, are
4: you talking about like the, the burglary slap, specifically? The burglary or, yeah, because okay. leading, there are antics before then that
1: there there are, but leading up to this, it's basically like Kevin's scale because his family gone; he's got to be alone now. Kevin's a big boy because well, there's he's also rising like to the, the occasion. part
4: where he's, you know, making sure that the toothbrush is approved by the board of dentistry. Yeah,
1: when he goes on that full, <laughs> like, uh, very acoustic rant, like, I get it. Like, he, he, and also commits robbery and then runs from a policeman. You're right. There were some pretty good antics here before the burglary happens. Yeah, he slides a lot. through an ice rink and for a brief moment. He slides moment, through when, someone's legs. When I see a man twirl with his ice skates in that ice rink uh, shot for a brief second. I just think he's going to get his throat slashed. He's gonna get gouged right there. You're
4: disappointed, aren't you?
1: No, I'm not disappointed. I don't want anything bad to happen to Kevin, just hey, a Fuller. So when he's <laughs> when he's going through this fucking ice rink, and you see these adults whipping blades around, Look, like they
4: sl- they slash Fuller's neck open. It's just Pepsi. <laughs> it's all
1: Pepsi. It's a Pepsi and piss. Yeah. It's nothing but Pepsi. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> drank and had a merry Christmas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he evades police, and then. Runs on home. Now, he does do the whole, like, I'm a big boy thing. And they get, like, five screams out of Kevin before it even starts the burglary shit. You know, where he does the oh, yeah. slaps his face. Yeah! Shit that he does whenever he sees the old man yeah, or whatever. Yeah, very famous. He puts yeah, on he, the aftershave. Yeah, he's, like, famous. Yeah. His, like, so signature scream. Yeah, yeah he, he slaps his face and he does the scream. He, there's, like, five of those before the burglary. Yeah. But anyway. I really like that. There's, a, there's another moment where the police look inept in this movie, and it's when they call... When they check on the house? (laughs) This fucking guy. He pulls up to a house that has every light on, and he's knocking on the fucking door twice and waits for a second. "Eh, Tell him to count the kids again. No one's home. You didn't even look. Yeah. You yeah. you nonchalantly gazed through the front window for us. Like Nineteen rooms in
4: this fucking house. Yeah. If it, anyone is in any room upstairs, they will right. not hear that door. As,
1: and also doesn't so even ring a doorbell. No. And also, it's I mean, this can, kid could be in distress. Exactly. Yeah, it's but an eight-year-old it like, kid. You think he's gonna rush down to the front door to open the door <laughs> for right. a stranger? Yeah. Like ha, what? What frame of reference are you expecting? What kind of demeanor are you expecting?
3: That might be one of the most trial? unrealistic things in the movie. Yeah. The- proper is,
1: is the fact that he, yeah. the wellness check is like zero stro- follow-up <laughs> yeah and not only that there's not like an additional one there's nothing nothing fucking happens
3: when I mean, you have, you have two parents begging a, yeah police to go check their house their son is there you know he's there yeah so why <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah you just be like oh, i guess we when, gotta give up when the cop says tell them to count their kids again what yeah, did they say what? back to her? Yeah, what, What's the feedback? Like, hey, he went there and he said, count your kids again. That's where those like, like, yeah, situations were like... he's still not like- fucking here, dickhead. It's like,
4: yeah, yeah, they're not numbers. They're faces and <laughs> one of them's missing.
1: That's where, <laughs> really, like, if something had really
3: happened to Kevin, the McAllister's probably had a lawsuit waiting to well, happen I mean, against the city. Well, I mean, they're
1: still liable for... You know, they're the ones that fucking left him in the first place, right? I mean, true, but, like... The cop could have saved his life If I get something it. happened Yeah They should have left Fuller I know so, <laughs> so, so anyway The other the other antics that he gets into Is like shopping for himself He's doing his own laundry He calls the pizza boy And then does the Which by the know, way That I'm probably like, is one of the meanest things That Kevin
4: does in the movie oh, That always got me There's no there's like, reason to do it This like, poor guy He can, yeah, he can he, talk to the pizza boy himself yeah, yeah, tor- like,
3: why did you, pizza yeah, Torment the pizza guy for, him for no 20 reason cents? Yeah yeah you, yeah. yeah,
1: you don't give him any money, and you and put I, him through all this bullshit. And I get it that the pizza guy ran into the statue out front that but everyone else is does Kevin even did. know that? No, he doesn't know yeah. that. But he's sitting there fast-forwarding through it's a not movie. not like they
3: couldn't afford another one. It's some, yeah, yeah, copper
1: garbage. I Who got cares? something for you, snakes. I'm going to give you till the count of 10 to get you ugly, greasy, no good case off my property Another this thing that shit. I took
3: an embarrassing long time to realize was that that's not a real movie, <laughs> Angels no, with Filthy Souls. But I've yeah.
1: ever since I was a kid, I was like, I want to watch that movie. No, but seriously, <laughs>
3: like I think there was even at some point like a Kickstarter campaign or something of people trying to make the real movie. I want to make it a thing.
1: I want to know what happened with Johnny and Snakes. Right? It's like, what I is, what is he this movie actually away. about? He did blow him away, but what's the lead up? what's the yeah. twist the romance? Can't. Yeah,
4: what led into that? Yeah.
1: Where's all that? And is Fuller in it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Fuller I know is these things. not in it. Did he shoot Fuller him? Fuller is he, a street urchin. He missed that. the shipment of Pepsi. That's what I want to know, yeah. man. But anyway, so yeah, there are, there are a few antics there. But one of the antics that I, I wanted to mention specifically was the fact that they torment a poor tarantula for this movie and also the lead up to it so there's a point in the movie where they chase him upstairs i did
4: think like the translator would probably have gotten smushed yeah or
3: or like especially
4: when the shelf collapsed
1: yes died Died of fucking panic i so at one point in the movie they rush upstairs panic i I mean i think most things panic I think you'd be scared if you got thrown around and tossed and almost hit with a crowbar. Yeah, but I'm not a tarantula. Yeah, it definitely you're...
3: wouldn't have been walking around everywhere. That thing would have found a place to hide and never come out. Right.
1: Yeah. So, what happens is they chase him upstairs, and Joe Pesci's character tumbles and falls on his back, and he's out. And then,
3: yeah. Down f- Joe Pesci. So, uh, so and, I think I read that, that part of the reason he does that unintelligible, like just
4: muttering. Because he was always cursing. Because he was always out. cursing. Yeah.
3: And yeah and so, they were like, You can't curse. And so, he had to do you, that. You 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 had to make a cartoon. Yeah, you
1: can't be chasing an eight year old through the house screaming, Cock sucking, motherfucking piece of shit. Get back out of your fucking
4: piece of That's shit
3: such a joe pesci thing like, uh, like uh,
4: he literally can't curse well there there's like when he's going talking about how he's going through the script he's like yeah uh, when i get a script i have to uh every single script i get i always put fuck in between every <laughs> single word yeah because i can't read it otherwise yeah, he can't
1: yeah. read a script without after every single line going motherfucker right. it makes you he wonder like doing. how many takes he accidentally <laughs> fucked up like this <laughs> fucking
3: was like that
1: joke gotta do it again yeah, we gotta yeah. reset we the got torch to- on your <laughs> head yeah. yeah now I've gotta reset the fucking paint cans that send you six steps down a flight of stairs <laughs> by
3: the way considering like that you know he torments the pizza guy and then everything that happens with the burglars I uh, how Kevin gets scared of the Angels with Filthy Souls movie but he's a fucking sociopath <laughs> like, he does so- some fucked up shit to these guys putting the nails on the stairs and well after yeah. uh
4: After we finished watching the movie, uh, my girlfriend goes... I think Kevin has Asperger's. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because like, he, he can't pack his own goddamn suitcase. It's asking all his siblings how to pack a suitcase. Yeah, yeah he can't talk to any of them. But later he he's make, doing laundry. I never even later thought about laundry. that. And, but, yeah. now, but he can do like all these medieval torture devices yeah. filled with thermodynamics. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And like he's uh, fixated on shit like he's making his fucking, toothbrush.
3: He, he making figures fucking, out how to create all these pull and levee cis, like lever systems to yeah, it's Pee-wee's
1: Playhouse her. in this fucking place, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's doing trip wires. That, and-
4: that's the thing. Like he's the precocious yeah. kid archetype. And I think when Hollywood. Uh, Tries to do a pre- precocious kid. Yeah, it's really. They just, just make a, a sociopath. He's yeah, yeah. an autistic kid, I think. Yeah,
1: I, I, I kept expecting, like, they run across the backyard to get to him, and a bouncing Betty materializes out of the snow <laughs> yeah. and blows their shins off. Yeah, what the fuck? Or you
3: don't want them to walk onto a rake that has, like, sharp wood <laughs> yeah. come up and impale yeah. them. Oh,
1: whoops. I accidentally cut <laughs> yeah. the bikeless neck off. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. sliced yeah. him in half. There is, like,
4: you uh, 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 a YouTube video from. Uh, Corridor Digital, where they make it R rated. Like the yes, visual effects. Yeah, and they actually yeah. kill him. Yeah, and yeah. it's very bloody, and all the, <laughs> yeah. what if all the stuff actually when, killed When them. in
1: reality, if he was there burgling in that house, they just go in there and pistol whip the kid over the head and then just fucking rob the place. But the, uh, so going back to the tarantula yeah, thing the tarantula. real quick, so they both rush upstairs and they get thrown on the ground essentially. And what happens is... Who's the other burglar again? Daniel Stern. Dan- Dan- yeah. yeah, Daniel Stern. He reaches and grabs Kevin's like pants at his ankle. Because he's like holding them back. And at a certain point, he gets both hands on Kevin's leg. And at the same time, Kevin is holding himself inside of a doorway with both hands. But then... He manages to let go with one hand and then reach and grab the tarantula. So Kevin, I can only assume is one of the world's strongest men because he's a <laughs> eight year old holding the side of a door frame as a grown ass six foot something man is pulling at his leg with both hands. And I get that he's been through the ringer and he's fucked up and tortured, but Kevin weighs what? 50 pounds? 60 what, though, pounds? Kids
3: are fucking strong though, man. They,
2: sure, they are My strong. My seven
3: year old, when he doesn't want to go to bed at night, he will sometimes, I'll have to go pick him up and drag him into bed and like carry him. And sometimes he'll stick his arms out and hold himself in the doorway, and it is impossible to remove yeah, him when he does sure,
1: that. But I'm saying when your adrenaline's pumping and you're a grown-ass burglar, I think you broken doesn't, his doesn't, wrist or something. He probably doesn't care yeah. if he hurts the kid exactly. or not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to yeah. hurt your child when you're trying to put him to bed, but he could have reached up and grabbed Kevin's ankle and just snapped that motherfucker backwards <laughs> if he wanted to and just said, you're not... Yeah, I don't need your cousin here. You can drink piss now. And he could have stood over him. He could have done that. So like those are all things that could have happened and should have happened in the movie with Fuller. So as he's I just mean when he picks up that tarantula and goes back and puts it they throw that fucking tarantula on top of Joe Pesci. And it flops around and is very like... That thing has to be terrified. And then, of course, he hits Joe Pesci with the crowbar, misses the spider, and it runs off. But I just think that's one of the funniest fucking moments because it's like, he could have just grabbed him. He could have just grabbed him. He could have grabbed him up, pulled him to the fucking ground, and then made him watch as he ate every cheese pizza in that house. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But but anyway that's my favorite antic what's yours <laughs> and why is it fuller drinking pepsi <laughs> go ahead oh
3: man i think it is it family guy that does a, a- a parody of it where they go into the house and they're like, Oh man, there's matchbox cars there. Watch out. Like, Oh, here comes a paint can. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. They're, not yeah they're not yeah. dumb. They just go through the house and <laughs> yeah. dodge the obvious yeah. black rope. But like, <laughs> yeah. He's
4: doing shit like putting a, taking a heating element out of a radiator and putting it on a door handle. So it heats right. outside of the door. And he's like pouring water on the steps. So they freeze. Like, this is, this is a clever Clever, it's clear, but at the same
1: time, like what Jesse's talking about, where they're like, "Hey, just, uh, just watch out for that." Just don't do that. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> yeah. break the you, break the
4: window of the door. and exactly. Grab the hand. Break back.
1: the window and reach inside and undo the lock that you know's there on this fucking model home that you know what it's gonna be like. You've he's, done nine other homes. This he's he finally does find his yeah. way
3: in through the open window. It's like, oh, watch out for the obvious ornament traps on the ground right there. <laughs>
1: yeah, which, which
4: also those being placed there only work because he has had his shoes taken off because he went the other way. If he had gone through that entrance first... Then it wouldn't have worked.
1: No, it wouldn't have worked. He would have had
4: shoes on. Also, (laughs) when you go to
1: grab a hot doorknob, I feel like you would touch it and go, ah, fuck. That's hot. Even if you weren't paying attention. Yeah, right. Not sit there and grab it and go... Well, see, what is it really glowing funny, is glowing it? orange. So yeah, it's if, so hot. It's really hot. It is illuminated in this dark i I love sky. to see a
3: parody of this where like at the very start of that whole act when he like cocks the gun, he's like, all right, this is it. No guts, no glory, whatever. He trips one of his own traps and then sets a chain reaction. Where he just he, hits he all trips over track. the trip wire and tumbles down the stairs and impales himself on yeah. the
1: nails on the floor. Or he's like blind and tries to open the front door and burns his hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The blowtorch comes out and sears his fucking face off. <laughs> yeah how does how does he manage to do all this shit timeline Not wise to, Yeah, because uh, yeah. Uh, I you I thought
4: that he would have when I started watching this uh, the other night. I thought that he would have like started setting it up way before but he does that church scene there's that church scene with the old man yeah, first yeah. and then he comes back and starts right. setting all so this which like, is like
3: so it's already night but he's yeah.
4: leaving as he hears the bell for nine which is when he knows the bandits are coming yeah so, so he sets
1: all this up in 10 minutes yeah, yeah pretty 10, much 10 minutes yeah like a zip line
4: uh and
3: then he still has time to make himself mac and cheese and
1: <laughs> well, you get, you're gonna be yeah, hungry. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna be hungry. <laughs> yeah, the,
4: defending your home takes calories.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah that. Right. No. That's
1: right. So that uh, the 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 fucking like the setup time for all of these is just is crazy because how. Ha- how the fuck does he, have time to, how does he have time to do all this? He's putting ice on stairs. He's running f- hoses. He puts a zip line up. He's getting <laughs> fucking trip wires and breaking ornaments and all this shit. It just happens all in a montage. It's like the paint cans are hung from the ceiling. I don't know how he gets up there. When did he get the ladder? <laughs> yeah, where, where did that yeah. happen? Yeah, this is the part of the movie that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's cartoon logic. <laughs> it's acne. Right. It is. It is. It's very acme and it is fun. It, it is funny as yeah, shit to fun. see them just get tortured. And Garrett,
4: what's your favorite antic? Um, I I think probably either either the uh the nail on the foot in the foot is that not the most fucking brutal one that, like that's, it's oh, like, a yeah. blowtorch to the like, head That's, is, in, a horror, to, to, to that's this, in a quiet place a horror movie where yeah. someone
3: steps that's on barefoot that's like bare a foot. fucking scene from saw like it's cringy to watch like yeah oh fuck, it's awful. god yeah <laughs> right.
1: that that is by far the most like torturous one yes. i know
4: the flamethrower thing is that, like this that, one's doing actual damage i mean uh, that's take for it by this point. They've both had between them probably five concussions. <laughs> yeah, Easily. at least. I mean, yeah. not when the
3: iron falls on his head from the dumb I way, mean, just when like, they fall backwards, God. they
4: land on their fucking
3: Dude, head. How yeah. about the
1: full paint cans that should have shot the front of his skull through the back of it? What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Yeah. How would that not cave in his nose? But the right. nicest
4: thing is probably when the feathers blow on him. Yeah. That's like the yes. only thing where I'd be like, if I were Joe Pesci, I'd be like, oh, thank God it's just feathers.
3: Yeah, thank yeah. God it's just feathers.
1: <laughs> And not my
3: hair being burnt off. Yeah. If you could even he, he, put that together at that point, have so much brain
1: damage that you don't even notice. Maybe, maybe that's the reasoning as to why they can't catch Kevin. But eventually, they do. They do catch Kevin. Yeah, when in he goes to the other house. house.
4: All right, so like that. Towards the end of that that night, they he like. T- go, runs upstairs taking them on the a chase there and then has a fucking zip line to, to a his tree, tree house, house. Yeah. where he Kevin himself breaks his legs going through this tree house <laughs> yeah. oh you mean he
1: kicks the two by fours through the <laughs> yeah. back of the also has enough
3: foresight to know that he's gonna eventually lead them upstairs and have nowhere to go yeah. when so. I was
1: like seven my grandma pulled
4: my arm out of socket just by catching me when I was falling this child kicked his legs both of them through two by nailed two by four I've fours. already gone <laughs> yeah. over this
1: He's the world's strongest man. That's true. He yeah. resists a 230-pound <laughs> man pulling on his leg. He ate spinach right before. This. He did actually. There was spinach in that mac and cheese. That's but true. yeah, he gets he gets out to the fucking zip line, and they come over, and he cuts the zip line. They get their sixth concussion of the movie, yeah. slamming into the side of the fucking house, and then they chase him towards the neighbor's house, and he says, "I'm gonna call the cops." And then take But she's already called the cops by this
4: point. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, because I... he did. There's a. Before he went through the zip line, he had already called him in the bedroom.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
4: So. This town.
3: Where is, he, where is it? Chicago?
4: Yeah, right? Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, Chicago suburb. But well, Not he's, the safest
4: city in the world. No, so, and
3: then but them being in the rich suburb, it's like, yeah, it does kind of make sense with the wet bandages and everything. But like. It does take them a hilarious long time to respond to the call.
1: With the wet bandits. No, just yeah, the, the fact that Chicago's wet, yeah, you know. Yeah,
3: well, because it's full of crime. Just that there's criminals. I don't mean the
1: wet bandits specifically. Oh, I thought you I just, just mean meant like, specifically them being no, wet no, no, bandits. No, no. Yeah, that <laughs> makes just... a lot of sense because it's in Chicago. I yeah, was yeah. <laughs> like, what? Hold on. Well, you what know, is the your wet city? Chicago, city is the, often wet. The you know? wet city. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, they call it. Chicago, the wet city. What you want? We got deep dish pizza. We got wet. No, we're
3: all the burglars. No karate. Yeah, we got Pepsi and we
1: got kids pissing in the sheets. What don't you got?
3: It's quiet. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. Um, But just, yeah, it's a hilarious amount of time that it takes. The the police have already fucked up once by not doing the correct wellness check on Kevin. And then it takes them a hilarious amount of time to actually respond and get to the house. But also,
1: how do they have the foresight? To go into the neighbor's house and know that Kevin's going to come up through the fucking basement. I know they see him run off towards the house, but like you don't know if he's going to hop through a window. You don't know if he's going on the first floor well, second floor. Well, what happens? C- because yeah, yeah, yeah. his neighbor saves he, him. He, yes. Yeah. He runs he to, the to the neighbor's house. Yeah, he runs to a house next door and he right, goes right. up through the basement, which is why all the water is yeah, there. Yeah, because so there's the one they previously. robbed already. That's right. So they had set up all the water to drain there. So, so it's not the
4: old man's house. No, though, is it's it?
1: not. And when I was a kid, I thought it was, but yeah. it's not. He yeah. goes over to this neighbor's house, and the old man finds him because they catch him as he comes up out of the basement somehow. Uh, Joe Pesci's like, Ah, I can get him. I know that little motherfucking sucking motherfucker. Well, it's it's kind of funny too
3: the way that that's it Im- the
4: first cut.
3: That's the first cut. <laughs> so this old man who. You know, is watching the whole street. He the considers a, yeah, slasher, yeah, he yeah. that, that everyone thinks is a killer. He's he really just a nice old man.
4: A shovel too big for the trash can. He's. <laughs>
3: right. But it <laughs> is, is kind of funny when you think top. about it that, like. That's the most offensive thing about him is one that a shovel's thing, too
1: big for his <laughs> trash can. <laughs> I
3: was he, like, how do you fit that in there? <laughs> it's kind of funny the way that he. By the time it, you'd think after the church scene, he would have realized that Kevin was alone, and maybe he yeah. does, and that's why he decides to keep an eye that's on why him. He shows up, yeah, yeah, and
1: shows up. He also lives in the but fucking. But also that
3: like after that, he doesn't stay with Kevin. You know, after the police show up and he rescues Kevin, he just lets him go back to just being in the house alone overnight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. doesn't like stay with him. Yeah, doesn't with them. stay with him, doesn't invite him over. But yeah. but they catch him at the neighbor's house and they or hang- the police don't pick Kevin up yeah they just leave leave him alone well he's fucking made it three days what's Uh, another day, right (laughs) because they don't know that the mother's on the way home she's in a fucking polka van fingering john candy's ass but they also know (laughs) that this
3: address has a kid living it and they know all this has happened so they know he has to be here yeah and
1: they just don't do it. once again chicago's (laughs) finest we've had what was it the fugitive fugitive, also made them look really spectacular yeah yeah, not the best display this from the not Chicago Law Police and Order Department. SVU. Yeah, Did something they,
3: happened in the nineties. <laughs> like all of a sudden, there's a Chicago cops
1: Yeah, are, like, crime. Easy. Fuckin fucking <laughs> yeah, crime. <laughs> so anyway, they catch him at the neighbor's house and hang him up on that thing, and this is the the scene where they say, What if we bite his little fingers off or burn his hair? Which I didn't know this, but apparently
3: uh Macaulay Culkin has a scar on his finger from him actually biting him. Oh, really? Like, he really bit him on the finger. Oh, yeah, Joe Pesci? Yeah, yeah. He has a scar. He must have been hungry.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he didn't get
3: to eat mac and cheese before the burglary. Yeah. He apparently wanted him to think that he was a real asshole to sell Yeah, I, 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 I did read that, that,
4: like, he, well, I've read something that, like, uh, he's a quote from Joe Pesci saying that everyone would always pamper Macaulay Culkin, and, like, he was be their yes man and he'd always every time he'd try and talk to him he'd be like shut up kid and just be <laughs> yeah, as mean as possible yeah, to him I'm
1: just, just really to get, mean to him. keep I mean, him like yeah. humble
4: yeah,
1: yeah just just to remind he, him like yeah.
3: i was in casino exactly it's, uh, <laughs> it's like him, him and daniel stern and john hurd who plays his dad right like mm-hmm. all apparently like put performances into the movie that were not like their best because they thought it was not going to be yeah, a Yeah, well, movie. Joe
4: Pesci especially was like, had questions about the dialogue. He didn't he didn't think a lot of the dialogue. Right. But he had still, done Raging Bull, by. I don't think he'd done... He was probably in the middle of Casino, but he had at least done Raging Bull by this but, but it point. But was
3: still also method enough to think like, well, I'm going to be an asshole to McCulloch
1: Culkin because I'm the burglar. But I mean, that... That there is something to that, where like you know your your bar for kids Christmas movie, right? Like imagine you're Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern or uh, the John Heard, yeah, John Heard. Imagine you're them, and you're thinking, I'm in a fucking kids. Christmas movie with a child star. What the fuck is it's this a gonna car- be? It's me? basically a cartoon. Yeah, what yeah. is this like, gonna yeah. do for me? Especially it, now, like it, you would
4: hear that Neil.
3: Like, it comes
1: ugh. out being one of the arguably better Christmas movies. It's
4: the most, at the up to that point it was the most successful comedy of
1: all time. Yeah. So, it's
3: internationally one of the most renowned Christmas movies. And which is
1: which is fantastic, but like I can see being Joe Pesci, you're sitting there reading the script, and it's like I'm sitting in a van with my burglar buddy and not once do I call him a cock-sucking motherfucker. Why <laughs> I am I did. not doing this? <laughs> yeah. Now, he did and yeah. they cut it. He I want to know did. what the director's cut version Yeah, I would Joe love Pesci to watch Joe uncensored version. I would version. love to watch raw takes of their scenes. Yeah. He He's like, why am Why am I going through the door with the fucking hot handle? Why would I do that? It's like, well, because you're trying to get inside. He's like, I'll shoot him in the fucking face. I'll just do <laughs> yeah. that. I'll just do that why number. Why don't fucking break the window
4: open and stab him with the broken glass?
1: How he I. Mean, I, I I would stab this kid thirty-seven times in the chest, and then I'd kill my partner too. That's what I would do. <laughs> it's like I want to know what Joe Pesci's version of Home Alone is. He just fucking murders the entire family. <laughs>
4: yeah, so I don't wait for them to leave. The he house. Didn't wait
1: for them to li- they never made it to Paris because I, he I went in the, there.
4: I attack in the night. <laughs>
1: He goes back still dressed as the cop, but he just fucking unloads a Tommy gun. I get he two is gu- Johnny from I just Angels in the good it's just men. A dark I need sequels. I need
3: when he's like, I'm going to bite off all these little fingers one at a time. I need and, my just, best, my and he best just friends. does it. Yeah. It, and it just never cuts away. Kevin's screaming bloody murder. Yeah,
1: serial killer version <laughs> yeah. of Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, you know,
4: I like that version.
1: Let's make that. Yeah, I to, I'd do it. Yeah. So, are anything else like you, you were yeah. talking about the success of this movie? So I mean, this
4: movie's like in the billions. Oh, it, it killed! Yeah. It
1: killed absolutely. And you wouldn't and, expect that. And this was that.
4: a super low budget movie too. It yeah. was like it, it they was, spent it all in the house. Well, uh, yeah. Actually, technically, yeah. They also uh, well, they was, also
3: had two different characters playing Marv's character, right? Yeah. Well, Howard they Stern, had,
4: they had first offered it to uh, Dan Stern, and then uh, yeah. he had signed on. But then they wanted him an extra week. He's like, "Do I get a race?" Like, no. So he dropped out. And then they offered it to another guy whose name I can't remember. But he was a but they apparently somewhat yeah, notable. It cut it out
3: because they were like, "I, oh, you're just no good with Pesci." I mean, yeah, yeah they, so... Eric
4: Eric Stoltz them basically. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, like for,
3: yeah, like from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. like he had already shot some stuff. And shot, Joe like, Pesci yeah, didn't the movie have any and they were chemistry. Like, nah, yeah, you know, forget it. And,
4: yeah, and then they went back to Dan Stern and he and he took it again. But uh, yeah,
1: because Dan Stern and Joe Pesci have excellent they'd work together before together. this too. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic they are by far the
3: best part of the movie yes. they definitely made the right choice however much it, it cost them at least double was like like, that,
4: how much could Dan Stern really fucking cost also you know? what does it fucking I mean, matter he's like, this movie you you know,
3: turned out. The, I mean he was a notable enough he'd done a number yeah, of other movies like at that point yeah he was like
4: in City Slickers and yeah City
3: Slickers and like had he already done was it Leviathan yeah, at that point like, he'd, some, he'd done some stuff he'd done but. some stuff yeah and then of course Joe Pesci being Joe Pesci was like the
4: bigger get Aside from John Candy, who was really just doing it as a favor, he literally did, shot all of his stuff in one day for scale. Yeah. So... Yeah.
3: It was like a 23-hour
1: day or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was that. a 23-hour yeah, day. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, I mean, he, he... And he's only in there for a little bit. And he apparently, like
3: really a- close to Catherine O'Hara, too. I didn't know that. She mm-hmm. apparently, like, went to his funeral and everything and... Gave a yeah. an eulogy.
1: And she's she's actually really... Learned a lot from my MTV yeah.
3: yesterday.
1: <laughs> she's, she's actually really great in this movie. It's kind of disappointing that uh, John Heard doesn't get more in this. Yeah, it's because, more
4: focused on Catherine O'Hare. Yeah, it's more
1: yeah. on Catherine O'Hare. And I, I think I would have liked to have seen a little more, more struggle with both of the parents trying to get home. Yeah, But and and not not that I mean like split between the two of them. I mean, the two of them do it together, yeah. but I understand you've got like five fucking kids that
3: you
4: gotta write.
1: Yeah, one of them's gotta. I also kind of like
3: that. the fact that, you know it, it a big part of that is because of the relationship set up between Kevin and his mom at the beginning and the way she, is talking to him and is annoyed by him and wants him to grow up right and, is very stern yeah very stern yeah. with him and then all just feels nothing but loving for him by the end and so you really want to see that relationship and i think they did the right thing because yeah, john it's hart sweet. didn't even want to be there anyway so like yeah he's fine
1: he's, he's kind of just in and out but i mean i guess at the end of the day it really doesn't matter because joe pesci and daniel stern are the highlights of the movie yeah, because the, the kid shit and all the antics and all the little trap shit that they get into, I feel like that's the stuff that you really like and remember when you're a kid but as you get older and you go back and you revisit this movie Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are what make it watchable. It's really watchable. the rest of the
3: movie and yeah, yeah. them together being yeah. funny which is what probably... And the, it's not like they're only relegated to
4: the last 20 minutes. They're in it
3: no, for they're, a good portion right. of yeah, it. Yeah, they're in so. it
1: for a good portion and the the chemistry between the two of them and you know, all their work together is great. I think that's the thing that makes this watchable now and, or at least as an adult for, for me, because I don't really give a shit like that. Kevin's sitting there shooting army men with a BB gun I don't really care you know Does it make sense after it.
3: Did, and y'all have all seen too I'm sure right like it, at yeah. some point yeah it, yeah, yeah. Don't it's really one of those remember. like I remember it being a lot better than it is because I watched it for the first time in years last Christmas and There's so much in that movie that feels like it's just reprising stuff from the first one and half the plot doesn't make any sense. Like in that, in the first one, it's pretty cut and dry. It's like they're robbing houses in the neighborhood. They know people are gone, right? Like, yeah, sure. That's totally believable. In part two, they follow Kevin to New York without realizing he's also there. To rob a toy store. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a big toy store, but it's a fucking toy store. You yeah. could rob of a all, bank. Of
1: all, of all the <laughs> like toy they stores. They are not near competent enough to rob <laughs> no. a bank. Of <laughs> all the toy stores in America that just happen to be at the one that Kevin's Kevin's in. at. Yeah, yeah exactly. In all of Manhattan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let, let alone the fucking country. Yeah. As if there aren't enough up there already. It's just, it's. It. I mean, of course, it's just trying to capitalize off the success of the first movie. Right. Right? I mean, anyway. it literally Correct. is like scene after scene,
3: just like the first one. The yeah, running yeah. to the airport and doing right. all of that. And then the house being broken into. It's the same setup. Yeah. 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 So, that, that one's
4: place. got like a, has to have a bigger hurdle of like, they left him again? Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Why wouldn't they have him on a yeah. leash? Yeah. yeah.
1: Why? Why didn't they have him attached? Especially to when
3: it? they make a point a couple of times to be like, "Oh, we're not going to leave Kevin again." Oh, they even yeah. make, kind of make that joke, and it still happens. <laughs> like I should just sewn him up to full, Fuller so he could <laughs> take around. What, his... though, I did have one of those fucking recorders that he has in that movie though, that he uses when he goes to the Plaza Hotel and everything, and mm-hmm. he's got the he's got whatever that little voice recorder is that he uses to playback. Yeah, you know, use it two or three times in the movie. I definitely had one of those. Chip ruled, recorded everything on that.
1: I just wanted to let him run and see how long he would go (laughs) talking about a voice recorder. I just wanted to see if Jesse would just keep... We yeah. made
3: movies on that thing and everything. <laughs> yeah, we, we did we did our own like the uh, voice plays and shit. It was great. So
1: Garrett, how much did this thing make? Because you said a lot of the budget did go into that voice help. recorder. Oh my god, <laughs> we don't yeah, stop yeah, yeah. about yeah. It. Talk about the voice recorder while Look, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell I'm me about the voice recorder one made, more time, <laughs> so I don't but... have to say motherfucker impersonating <laughs> Joe Pesci one more time. I don't know how
4: much it made. I know what it was made for. Well, originally it was pitched as a ten million dollar script, and Warner Brothers. It was with Warner brothers at the time and they said we'll make it we'll make this for 10 million if you can do that and then it bloated uh to 14.7 million after because uh, like they they shot this uh john hughes wants to want to shoot in chicago because he doesn't like being near the studios he likes being away from them and away from anyone that's like going to pry into uh the creative process and that stuff That makes a lot of sense so he shot they shot in chicago he shoots a lot of his stuff in chicago and they actually shot it in the high, same high school that they shot Breakfast Club in uh they really? they I didn't built because the the interior interior of the house is of the actual house was too small it was too cluttered for anything that they needed to do so they had to to blow it yeah, up yeah so and... they, they based their entire production all their offices were in this high school and in the gym they built all the sets all the interior sets right um so like most I of it was I do shot remember, there yeah actually uh and then it went up to 14.7 million and then uh Warner that's really
1: were- cool because you cannot fucking tell at all no, no. not at all yeah, yeah they did a really well good done. job with yeah, that yeah that's really well done i mean they they long, a I'd lot
3: of effort that. into like the design in terms of the way it would look on camera too because uh, i mean that house looks perfectly proportional you would never tell i'm yeah. sure yeah. if you I looked mean, at I'm, it
1: in real life it would look weird yeah, but, I've never noticed though, but that that makes a lot of sense, yeah. especially when yeah. you've got, especially early well, the, the on. Exterior
4: when is the exterior is the house. It's
3: yeah, the,
1: of
4: course. Shot, yeah,
3: but, but I mean, yeah, and interior-wise, like if you were to actually stand in the middle of that set, I bet it would look weird. Yeah, like you say because it would look, everything would look. Large. That makes
1: that makes a lot of sense though, especially because early on you've got so many fucking characters in. Yeah, like you need. All He's got all the these together. gags. Yeah. You have
4: to do all these stunts. You have to rig up for. Yeah, you need yeah. To be able yeah. to. I mean, they just have room to you know move the walls if they need to. Right. Yeah, put the you camera, should, put the camera in different places. Just, yeah, have to
3: yeah. Do all the And they that can kind sense.
4: of just change the layout how. Like, well, if they did the house and it didn't have like that fucking air duct or that that uh laundry the dumb shoe. waiter, yeah, yeah laundry the dumb you know um but yeah so they, they, they did yeah. that and then warner brothers like uh that's too much for us so we're not we're shutting the production down so they shut the production down but john hughes had made a deal with some fox executives that as soon as they shut the production down uh fox took over their production right so, yeah I do they, remember that, and now. they gave them the 14.7 million
3: it's crazy that they'll close the that movie came to just not yeah. being done. Almost got yeah. shut down completely. Getting canceled.
1: One of the most successful fucking, not even yeah. just Christmas movies, but successful movies of yeah. all time. That's all mean, time. one of those that Fox is, probably to this day is still like, mm. yeah. 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 And Warner Bros. Nice. is like, yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Fuck, what, what did, what did <laughs> like we every make? Every time we Christmas Turbo comes time. around, you make more money.
3: Right, yeah. And they get to kick themselves and think about the millions they lose every year on that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I did want to
4: talk a little bit more about like, the director and uh, we had talked about John Candy. He's kind of like a, a reason this got made, sort of, because there's Uncle Buck that John Hughes made, right? And Macaulay Mul- Culkin was in that,
3: and then and, he plays a similar character, kind of. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
4: pretty much. And that, and John Hughes saw him and was like, "Well, fuck, we could make a good movie with like a kid that carries the movie." Yeah, if that's we had just someone like, like, like that. a
3: kid that's by himself. Yeah. yeah,
4: and so after working with him on that, he wrote. Home Alone, basically for Colkin, and he just had to find a director. And Chris Columbus was like a big writer; had written Goonies and all of these, basically any classics of the '80s that John Hughes didn't write. Chris Columbus kind of yeah, wrote great read yeah, and great family I think movies, I read that adventure he, movies. What he really liked about the
3: screen, the screenplay, was the whole burglar aspect of it, because it was apparently like one of his greatest fears or something. Hmm. I think I saw that on IMDb. Yeah. He, I mean, that's why he decided to do it because it was like, oh, it was a subject that was like oh, this would be really interesting to shoot because yeah. I could get behind this idea,
4: right? So. Um But like he had, uh, he had, he was looking for directing work. So like he had, he had already done what he did, Heartbreak Hotel, and he did uh, some uh, Adventures in Babysitting. And after Heartbreak Hotel was a failure, he thought his career was over. And then John Hughes came to him and offered him Christmas Vacation. Uh, to direct shit. that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And yeah. he was like, nah. <laughs> well, he
4: he did start on it, and yeah, then him the and Chevy Chase, surprise, surprise, did not get along. Cause, oh, he's a shocker. Yeah, yeah oh, Chase why Chase Someone along, doesn't like so he, Chevy
2: Chase. Hey, oh, wow, shit. Wow.
3: Yeah, so swear, that didn't like, work out. The more and more I read about Chevy Chase's career, the
1: more and more it seems like it's like, what a what fucking a d- dick! I, oh yeah,
3: what a dick! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone hated working with you. You must have been such a pain in the ass. It's,
1: it's kind of it's kind of a shame that like you make a lot of fucking good movies when you're a dickhead. Because I know like, he's yeah. a and great, no great actor. You, yeah, you feel bad that you end up liking one of the yeah so he's like the face of saturday night
3: live yeah christmas vacation he's hysterical you're like god why yeah you i've
1: seen christmas, christmas vacation that that's like that's like my mom's go to christmas movie yeah, my i've wife's seen it too no less than probably 200 times in yeah. my life yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. But, like, this one, uh, holy shit, he passes on Christmas vacation, or starts on Christmas vacation. He starts
4: on it and then they have problems, yeah. and both him and John Hughes are like, this isn't going to work. So he, he drops it, and he's like, well, fuck, I guess my career, my directing career is over, so I'm back to writing. But then a couple of weeks later, he calls him back and offers him this uh, Home Alone. So he gets another Christmas movie. What
1: a What a fucking
4: banger of one to come back
3: I with. I know, and, yeah. like,
4: I think I wonder which one is more successful overall.
1: It's got to be Home Alone, Home Alone because Christmas Vacation is rated. Uh, the, the family far, aspect, of yeah, yeah it's probably. got a wider reach,
4: yeah. wider audience. Yeah, I mean, either way, that's still like makes sense. You
3: know, I mean, yeah. but, but, but to catch hitters.
1: this is a rebound, like
3: holy, well, fuck. what a funny thing to be yeah, like, man. you know, kind of back and forth on two different projects that both turn out to be. The Absolute biggest Christmas, yeah, yeah, two yeah, of the yeah. biggest Christmas
1: movies, yeah, to this, to this day, yeah, for sure. I would say just as, yeah, just as many people watch Home Alone as they do, like that fucking uh, Miracle on Thirty uh, Fourth Street, 34th Street yeah. shit, yeah. like it's right up there.
4: But like, and then I think Chris Columbus was also like a really good choice for this one. He's re- obviously very good with working with kids because he does this and he does like he does the first couple of Harry Potter movies which which are great kids movies. Yeah, and they're also, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the wow. first, he's the first guy to uh do Harry so Potter. He, so he did Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, he did Sorcerer's uh, Stone and Chamber, Chamber of Secrets, Secrets. Wow. yeah. Which, which like, are good kids movies. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, like he is he has a very bland style. There's nothing that stands out about him. Uh but as a director, you know. But I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what makes his stuff work because he lets uh, that lets the uh, the script or subject matter or the actor on screen come through more yeah like he
3: kind of seems like he's like literal to the page kind of exactly like
4: you watch the first couple of harry potter movies and it's like cut reaction shot cut reaction shot And not
3: only that but like verbatim straight out of the book it's almost line for line the same right
4: but it's like it's still harry potter so it's still good right yeah and then you've got this and you know it's it's definitely letting Joe Pesci and Dan Stern carry it with the kid, and the kid's doing great, and he's working well with the kid. And then he does Mrs. Doubtfire, which you've got fucking Robin Williams just put a camera on him. Another smash hit. Yeah, all yeah. you needed was
3: yeah. Robin Williams.
4: Yeah, and then that ju- you just let that go. Yeah, yeah.
1: this dude slamming it in the middle of the, the time when he thought he was washed. How yeah. lucky is he really, he he was like, to have such talent?
3: really you know surrounding him probably oh, yeah. really helped him a lot oh I'm sure and of course yeah they apparently joked about having John Williams on to do the score for Home Alone they weren't even
4: serious about it yeah. they were just
3: like hey yeah sure and then he was like I like it <laughs> yeah like, wait really <laughs> yeah
4: because yeah. they had done the they had done the editing which they also did post production in, in the fucking high school too so that was also their right, base yeah they were
3: editing it as they were doing the last like couple weeks of production weren't they
4: yeah they were and then after everyone left they still had weeks and weeks of, of Right, so they just it. still had af- left the yeah, offices after, there. They, did, after yeah. they finished it they're like this sucks something about this is not a good cut and they're like well it's music so what if we got John Williams <laughs> to like, do hey, it? yeah sure <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> slam dunk and then of course they get John Candy just to, to be at the top of his game and something like this as a favor. And John Hughes was like told Chris Columbus, just let John do whatever he wants. Yeah, he don't. So he, he
3: apparently none of it was scripted, right? No, yeah, yeah he, he just, just improvised. Like, it. Improvised all of his bits.
4: Yeah, he's like, it, don't let him sit. Don't make him stick to a script. Just let him do whatever he wants. I wonder if that made on. it
3: easier or harder for Catherine O'Hara because she's great with him. And she mean, seems talented it, enough yeah. to yeah, be I able to manage. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Especially if she
1: was already
4: friends with them. I'm sure she would have hung with it. Yeah. And they're I mean, short scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, and it's not like they carry any significance. He's really just background noise for the plot point that she gets home. It could have been anything that right, brought yeah. her home, yeah, right? yeah, I mean, she did yeah. mostly reaction. But they they did the cut of the movie. Some people they, can't work like that. Like, yeah, they, they did the cut of the movie before John Williams, and they weren't happy with it. And someone said, well, what if she comes home and... It's just nothing but strung up bodies everywhere from the <laughs> burglars murdering everyone on the street. I mean, well, if it, they did that. it would be funny if, like,
3: you know, at the end of the day, Kevin probably did more property damage to the house than the burglars would have ever done. <laughs> but is but, it? Well, yeah. but yeah. he <laughs> cleans it up goddamn fast. <laughs> he yeah, cleans sure he up did. as fast
1: as he sets up traps. Exactly. With yeah. uh, no but, time at all. It's like yeah. he
4: goes into a little pocket dimension where there's n- where time doesn't move and he does all his work.
3: Also, did oh, the one thing he doesn't clean up though is Buzz's room. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. what'd you do to my room? It's like he had time to do everything else but fix that. I'm, shelf I'm glad room. we
1: came back to Buzz real quick because I'm pretty sure this is one of the most quoted lines for me personally. Buzz's girlfriend, wolf, Oof, which was <laughs> which was
3: apparently a boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was the actor who plays Buzz just in a wig, right?
3: Isn't I think I, I think I read it was the art director's son. Oh, oh, okay. It was somebody because okay. they did. They didn't want to hurt girls' feelings really bad, so they're like, we'll put a boy in a wig and. They let, oh, so that, that somebody, makes way more somebody sense. Somebody from production's kid, and they just okay. in a wig. Yeah, so
4: they just called a boy
3: ugly. <laughs>
1: yeah, they called a boy in <laughs> yes, a wig boy, ugly. Right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm probably just ugly because of the wig, right? <laughs> yeah. And they said, yeah, for yeah. sure. that's it. That's, that's it. why I'm not bringing you. <laughs> yeah. Have another Pepsi, Fuller. <laughs> yeah, have another Pepsi. God, listen here, Fuller. If you're listening to this right now, if you ever find this, I hope your little Pepsi pissing self, I don't. Anyway, what do you guys think about Home Alone? He's listening to this from the set of Succession. Yeah. Just, like, just drinking okay. a Pepsi.
3: <laughs> just drinking a Pepsi. Yeah. Pissing, in, <laughs> uh, pissing in Brian Cox's trailer. Yeah.
1: Okay, hold on. Before, before we wrap up this Home Alone segment, can I also just bring up really quickly that when Kevin gets knocked into the counter of uh, in the kitchen scene where they all have the pizza, he tumps over a giant container of milk. What mongoloid (laughs) had milk out for the 17 pizza buffet that was there? There's kids drinking soda. There's water. There's four adults and a bunch of teenagers or uh, slightly older kids Milk
4: Which goes great with pizza. Yeah, Which one so of those good. goblins
1: is sitting there drinking pizza? <laughs> or drinking pizza? Drinking milk with the pizza? That's who you should have been mad at. That's who <laughs> Uncle Frank should have pulled aside and said, Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> That's who they should have beat. That is
3: disgusting, and you are no
4: longer coming with it. They should supreme. have we go, left. We, them. Got, we just got a case of surge. Can you not have that? <laughs> That's what it was. And like, "Listen, This is
3: how they do it in France. You eat American pizza, you drink milk with it. You drink milk with it. Yeah, okay? you
1: drink milk with Whoever did that was fucking laying competent. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. Alright, anyway. That's what the
4: evil person in Get Out does. (laughs) Alright,
1: Home Alone 2, the one where they leave the kid who drank milk with the pizza. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts for Home Alone?
4: Uh, you know, it's just a it's a charming little family movie. It's it is a classic. It's, it's a
3: it's a must watch every year. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I
4: like this a lot better than A Christmas Story. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. don't even really care for that. and anymore. it's and not such. even close. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah it doesn't not, have Joe little Pesci, little Pesci in it. <laughs>
4: Man, it would be a it's lot funny better. Because I did, never
3: though. really thought about if it. Joe
4: Pesci was his dad, and he's like, Ah, you'll shoot your fucking eye out, you suck It's funny because now
3: that you bring it up, I've never really thought about it. But I mean, is this? Was Home Alone always created with the intention of sort of c- having the same mood, the same vibe, the same perspective, I guess, that Christmas is? As, like, story a, as like a kid's Christmas Yeah, Christmas, for, well, Christmas from a kid's perspective and then being mm-hmm. kind of like an outsider. Well, I think that's like not, the kind of
1: the only way that it works, right? Because if you attribute anything more to the movie than the fact that it's a kid's rendition of a silly Christmas endeavor it's a lot darker right true it, it has uh, yeah. to kind of be a kid's retelling almost otherwise the zany fucking burglars bumbling around or the fact that no one follows up on a child right. abuser really like yeah. you know a kid is wrapped up in all of their own like bullshit and yeah,
3: drama you know, your own drama and you know by the end of the movie they realize like oh christmas is something bigger than me and, it's about know, it's family a, a and family pepsi. and a, yeah, they, yeah that sort of thing it kind of falls in the same theme there and i just never you really think this is about pepsi it. i i think it's <laughs> definitely an advocate for pepsi i wonder how many ads pepsi did about home alone not that enough really to his. make me want to drink it. it i bet there's at least 10 fucking home alone ads with pepsi Hmm. that came out right before this movie when it was when it was being marketed It might have been i would i'm going look that up after we're done
4: has fuller stopping a riot between protesters and policemen <laughs> with a pepsi no
3: he doesn't <laughs> hand
1: him a pepsi or, like, he just, just kisses his pants like, in the <laughs> middle of, like, like right? kevin
3: riding down the fucking stairs on the sled with a pepsi in his hand and like oh he didn't spill it you know going down the sled <laughs> well, world hunger's
1: over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right that's home alone all right, I'm just uh, glad Mike's not here. Thank <laughs> God. God, it really is Christmas. Because it would have it would have been an hour long conversation about how good Fuller looked drinking that Pepsi. <laughs> hey, this here's a question here. If you missed Mike on this Home Alone talk, let me just give you a little tidbit. Anyone else's tummy hurt when Joe Pesci had a spider on him? I will tell you what, it would have
3: been it, it, the whole it, it, the conversation would have been derailed at least five times by. Yeah, but do you think Buzz's girlfriend had an Audi? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I, I will say Buzz's
4: girlfriend did, have an, did Audi. have an Audi. It looked like a baby's fist Mike, on her tummy. time.
3: Just to humor you, she definitely had a baby. fist. She definitely yeah.
1: did. And uh, for the final quote from Mike for this movie, uh, will be Who's the hottest one in the movie and why is it John Candy?
0: <laughs> 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 all right, change it. Ow. So you think Santa will like these red and green MMs?
1: I don't know. I never met the guy. <laughs> he does exist!
2: They
0: do exist. Uh, Santa? It's Friday night!
2: Friday night! And the mood is right. All right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TTI.
1: Oh my Holy! God. This episode. Okay. Oh, hold,
4: hold on. Who's who? Do you think's in the right here, Corey or Topanga? It's
1: definitely Topanga, but you think Topanga's in the right? Okay. So, no, she what?
4: said she's spending holidays with someone else's family. The only agreed. And one makes the, them drive to Vermont the, to get a real I Christmas think, I, The
1: only one who's in the right is Corey's brother. <laughs>
4: that's true.
3: That's true. <laughs> Okay. So oh, hold, hey, on, hold, hold before, on. Before I, yeah, uh,
4: you, uh, Go ahead.
3: I would Jeff. say I do agree with you what? on this one. My. I'm, Watching the episode, my gut feeling the whole time was like, yes, Corey could be a little more understanding and just be like, well, you know, hey, Tamanga wants to do this. And she could have, but she could have absolutely not been so assertive in like doing things her way. This family took you in for Christmas. They do their own family traditions. You just got to like do what they do. Yeah, But then they proceeded know?
1: to be so passive as to not mention anything and use their words like adults and instead just talked about it behind her back. They're, yeah, they're like waiting that's do. that's
3: the that's that's the source of the comedy. They have to have character asides while she just is cluelessly yeah. doing things. Right, the source of the comedy today, is Corey's
0: brother today. today <laughs> <laughs> that's the only source of comedy
4: today. We're talking about Boy Meets World, particularly a very Topanga Christmas.
1: Hey, what's the theme song again? Just one more time. Boy Meets World. Man, if that's what you're bringing to the music segment, I can't fucking wait. Uh, you motherfuckers are singing. <laughs> <laughs> you made Jen dance. Yeah, she, she was throwing hands in the background. What it is. You said
3: "Boy Meets World," and I'm telling you, I, 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 no, I'm
1: seeing it. I see the reflection in the TV. I'm, I'm just saying, I heard you sing it, and I heard clapping. That's all I know. Yeah, that's all I know. So, anyway, "Boy Meets World." It's a show. All right. About A Boy Who Meets World. It's a show that's not as good as Weird Science. Okay, so... <laughs> I did I did watch the Weird
4: Science episode, I, even though I wasn't on that episode. I did not care for Weird Science that much. All right.
1: Uh, You're wrong, too. I wish...
4: Thank you. For different reasons than you did, I think, but well, I still listen, didn't care for it Boy Meets much. World...
3: Let's talk about let's talk about why Boy Meets World is sexist and no one should like
1: it. Oh my god! Don't right. you,
4: no, uh, without, not on this episode. I'm kidding. This is
1: Christmas. I'm
4: kidding. It's Christmas.
3: Yeah.
1: it's Christmas. Misogyny's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can hate everybody for the. Maybe it's
4: cold outside. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just take this drink. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's
1: cold outside. Do the bill calls before me.
3: I got some eggnog you can try, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, man. This is the one that does a sin. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All
4: right. I, I would say that Boy Meets World, uh, though I haven't really rewatched a ton of it recently, I would say it is it is a good enough show, but this episode is not a good episode. It's
1: really not. And I, I agree with what you're saying. Like Boy Meets World in general is... Just as good as anything else like Saved by the Bell or shit adjacent to that. Just coming of age tales where the characters sure. grow up with you. Just as similar as like Roseanne, and maybe more so the kids in Roseanne. It uh, definitely as older. has like specifically this.
3: 90s kind of you know studio sitcom feel to it like this sitcom is in the way of just like the ensemble is in the same room for so long and it's just a series of character asides talking about other characters in the room before the culmination
1: of all the characters talking together at the climax of the episode yeah it really (laughs) follows an exact sitcom formula where it's Characters A B C D. You've got character A B A C A D, and then A B C D come back at the end, right. and that's it. it. That's this
3: show. Characters is just, A B C have a conversation. C goes over here. A B talk about said conversation. The line punchline. Yeah, just line punchline. Bam bam, line punchline. Line again. punchline. All the yeah.
1: punchlines are from Corey's brother. It is. (laughs) (laughs) He is (laughs) the only funny one. one. Will
4: Friedle is the only funny person, at least in this episode. Especially in
1: this episode. He he is, in general, I would say, probably the most charming aspect of the show, just because he's the comic relief. And typically with sitcoms, the comic relief character is the best one. That's the one you like the most. They're the ones that
3: everyone watches
1: it for. Yeah, they're they're the ones that everyone's waiting for the... Could I be wearing any more clothes? But, I mean, even he's there. During the, when yeah, he's he, the Joey. He even he's got more,
4: the... like, serious moments and stuff. Yeah, like, sure. Like, There's heartfelt He's good ones. in that, too,
3: yeah. but... And they all do sometimes, but most of the time you can expect whatever they're going to say to
4: just be something hilarious.
3: Can we all just
1: agree that Topanga is the dumbest fucking name for a leading lady (laughs) in a sitcom in the 90s? It
4: does (laughs) sound like an exotic fruit. Is
1: it not?
3: And also, I would always kind of hear almost like tortoise or something. It makes me think of a turtle.
1: Okay, let me me channel Mike for a second because I really do want to double down on this misogyny. So Uh. the (laughs) problem with Topanga.
4: I, I, I wish that she had a bucket of her saliva draining into my belly button.
1: <laughs> wow. Jesus, Mike is here. <laughs> yeah, so, he's back. I don't want to just comment that's on- what Mike really wished for. It was <laughs> for Garrett to come back with his brain.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even, even though she's 17 at the time of filming this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to just harp on her name, but I also want to harp on the fact that does she have the sharpest chin in existence for a sitcom in mm. the 90s? She is bringing out full-on the amazing Spider-Man Mary Jane. I was literally just about to say that. Not sharper than Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't know if it was like maybe the filter because, you know, this is a show that was meant for like CRT monitor, like big tube televisions, but now I'm seeing it on a flat screen on a phone and it just doesn't translate well. But the shape of her face... It looks like she's gonna jab Corey through the skull with that chin she's, of hers.
4: She's one of the traps in Home Alone. Yeah,
1: she, <laughs> I, I kept waiting for Kevin McAllister to pop out and be like, "See, I'm gonna call the cops before he throws Topanga at someone as a javelin." Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a she is a sharp keep Topanga. Lady. You
4: filthy animal. Yeah, keep
1: Topanga. I'm waiting for Joe Pesci to come through. This motherfucking sharp chin, motherfucking Topanga, Topangos. <laughs> who oh. Yeah. Anyway, everybody
3: so, wanted to be Corey and get stabbed in the eye by her, though. Yeah,
1: the the but going back to Boy Meets World, like overall, I do think it is a good coming of age Disney Channel show. It is a sitcom that has a lot of heart to it. But th- my biggest issue with it is that it falls victim to just the sitcom shit. It's just annoying as yeah, you go back and sure. watch this when you hear like laugh tracks and you see you see a the, scene. the
4: cued all like they bring out the rings at the end oh <sighs> yeah
1: you see that the the scene okay now they're in the setting cut new setting cut new setting cut and it's just these 2d aspect kind of settings for characters to have a conversation yes it is a overall i would say a good 90s sitcom that that any generic 90s of course like young teenage boy and specifically young teenage boy not an older teenage boy could get into because it is a very like casually soft kind of sitcom it doesn't really tackle like a lot of hard elements or it doesn't tackle them harshly.
4: Yeah, not, not harshly. I think there are some that like it tackles, you know, se- it tackles sex, it tackles some drugs. A little stuff. bit, yeah, yeah, but it's super, but mostly when it a... comes to like Sean, because Sean's like the trailer trash guy right, he who comes from who a who bad share... background. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. definitely the demographic is not
3: older than high school. And I would say it's not older at, than middle school. Because probably, I mean, this, more or less, yeah. I,
1: I envision like someone yeah. watching older Cory and Topanga and being like, yeah, that's what I want when I'm 17. Like, I don't picture a yeah. 17-year-old saying that and thinking, oh, this is really romantic. I picture him saying, I think Cory likes boys. <laughs> I think that's what they picture. <laughs> I, you know, like it, this is not like... it's not a I show will say
3: that, that Weird Science is more honest that way.
1: Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think this show is anything that's as like... Hard as something like Roseanne. No, it's like, a, like
4: it's the ABC sentiment, like Disney Family sentiment. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's very Disney. Yeah, yeah. Which and it that was. Me I, did what it start it- on ABC and then move to Disney Channel, or did it start on? Di- Di- it must have moved to Disney Channel later, right? I
1: don't know, but it it seems like something that plays straight mm. out of like three o'clock after school shit. I, yeah, I don't
4: think Disney Channel. I
3: think was Disney. Really a I, thing I think until, it came to Disney after because the yeah. the, the the new show. The show that was like the sequel Girl Meets a, World Girl Meets World Was a Disney show That's So it was probably Yes yeah. yeah, so it probably was Yeah a C to of Disney or, I I,
1: Going going back to this episode specifically Um, Just overall though Made me realize that I, I don't think I like this show I don't think I like The presentation of this style of 90s sitcom. I think I'm just I, used I to it.
3: Well,
4: I don't I, I, don't I like mean, it more than how they do sitcoms now. I, I think.
1: I the, well, I don't watch sitcoms now. Well, I mean, they're, mean they're, they're, they're basically
4: a, kind of the same, but they just look. I don't know the way that they were shot back then, since it was more lo fi and more analog, it looked better than they I mean, do I, now. I
3: definitely like like my kids watch shows that are still like. Studio sitcoms like that, yeah. Like there's one in particular called Henry Danger that they love, yeah. Like Nickelodeon a, and uh, yeah, they still definitely do those, they and they're still really do those shit. And they're yeah, they're garbage. I mean, at least I will say this: it's a much younger demographic, and that makes it harder to watch. Just yeah. as an older man, that's like I, this. I, you know, I've, been see, I've seen this a hundred times, even, like, the, so the the it's kind of boring.
4: Serious. Topics that like boy meets world would sometimes. Do.
3: Well, I see exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Is that at least this show is honest and at least in its subject matter, it yeah. talks about real things. Whereas the shows that they do now are just like, let's turn a cat into a bucket of slime. Well he's got powers. Holy it's just fuck, like that sounds
1: cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, could you have picked a less interesting example?
4: What the? Fuck? Yeah, you're really not selling this. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> let's go
1: watch that
3: show. Well, they get into they get into a bunch of weird. <laughs> Antics like that because it's like, like oh it's, and about, of it's about it's about it's about a kid that becomes a he's he's a sidekick to a superhero and so that's the show and so it's like oh the premise is like kind of interesting or whatever <laughs> but they don't ever talk about anything. Real? Why well, do you need to? All, You're turning like, cats in
4: the buckets of slime. I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a counter example. Well, I'll that's on teenagers. That they understand
3: what kids want to watch because that's all kids want to fucking there's watch. A,
4: there's also a lot of like sitcoms directed towards kids now that are like teenagers that go to a fucking art school in California or something. Oh, God, and that's
3: all just relationship drama. Yeah, all that. Uh, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's either that, that or it's
1: that stuff. Or it's just, just, it just doesn't have anything important to say. It's just a bunch of right silly. That, that's effects. just nowadays Degrassi. It's just, it's just kids. Yeah, it's not, not like that even. hasn't
3: always been around, but at least a show like this is is a real experience. of What's like, you know, living in a family. Well, we, and, we've talked you know, about we like how things and, that are
4: directed toward kids now are just like much louder and much yeah, more and in your face. Yeah, yes. oh, and, and by the
1: way, I don't mean that like. Boy Meets World, the content-wise, I don't like. I like you the You just don't like film. sitcoms. Well, uh, so Which I, I don't either. I, I more so am specifically talking about the way that studio it is- Studio sitcoms. Yes, the way that it is shot and cut together. There's clearly it's no
4: like, fourth wall here. There's a, yeah. you know, I, it, they're, for, they're shooting into a set.
3: I prefer yeah. shows now that are like, that are hybrids when it comes to sit, studio sitcoms. Like, IT Crowd is a good example. Like, a show that's, like, it definitely has elements of being on it. There's a set that they shoot stuff on, but they also do some scenes that are, like, in real places and done like it was not a studio sitcom, if that makes Sh- sense.
1: Sure. Kind kind of, like, the way that It stuff just gives
3: like- them more freedom to be able to, like, do other things, but you still also have that main set that they're yeah. on most of the time. I mean,
4: Seinfeld I'm- did that,
3: too. Yeah, Seinfeld's like that. Yeah. I would
1: I would say that, like... Yeah, I just don't like the way that they're formatted in yeah. the way like you look at a 20-minute block, right, of of footage and and content there and you know that you're going to get 3 minutes with this character, 3 minutes with this character, 3 minutes with this character, and then commercial break res- resolution yeah. and then commercial well, break. Well,
4: these are these shows are like comfort food, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't want it to be unpredictable because that you this is something that, you know, families would, you know, watch, watch at the together, end of the day. Yeah. They watch together. It's like reset the clock at the at the end of every episode. It's what you expect, what you know is going to be. It's just supposed to watch dinner. it and makes you feel good. Yeah. You're like, yeah. "Hey, yeah.
3: yeah, it. it it's, there are no stakes. Nothing it, really there's changes. There's a lesson at the end,
1: That's right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the content, though, of Boy Meets World is yeah, they they do tackle like. Topics that I've praised other shows for tackling, like Pete and Pete, uh, and then, of course, recently we talked about Weird Science and just, like, boyhood in general. I, and I, I praise those shows for tackling topics and presenting it in a way that, like, you learn a lesson, and then there's stuff to be found there, but it still has charm that can translate to children or young teenagers or whatever. This show... The the main issue that I have is, of course, just the way it's shot. Kind of the same reasons why I don't like Saved by the Bell, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's just it it's just, just looks boring. It yeah, it it looks boring and it's very like suburban dreamlandy. It it just it's not rooted in and ex- I'm I mean ex- exempting the things with his friend Sean that give more like seedier elements to it or something like that. Um, But it just doesn't seem as angry. It doesn't seem as like jaded or blunt or with a lot more to say with a lot more fervor or gusto or a lot more emotion. It feels cookie cutter in almost every way. It it feels like the Beaver Cleaver version of a 90s sitcom. Because not only
3: is it following this perfect formula as a perfect studio sitcom, but it's also like very deliberate and it's like this is our target audience and it's young people and we're doing this formula that's doing, yeah. To give Don't you, the you like so just, Topanga? So isn't, isn't Corey's up being very, life fun? It ends up being yeah. very vanilla. Yeah. yeah. It's just vanilla.
4: Well, it's not. To, uh, to specifically talk about this episode, since we, we are like covering the specific one right here. And not. Just yeah. So I want to go back to this, this debate. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, so yeah. So like,
1: uh, Topanga is. Can, hold on. Can I just give a like? Do you, you want to do the synopsis? Oh, oh. Were you about to? Yeah, I was oh, about to. Ahead. But G- do you yeah, want yeah. to? No, no, you. Yeah.
4: Agree. Okay. Well, so so Topanga is. Uh, her family is going on a cruise for Christmas, and she wanted to spend Christmas with Cory. So she, uh, stays with his family during the holidays. And.
3: Which they're how old at this point?
4: They I sh- they're probably like in the high sophomore junior year. So maybe. yeah,
3: they're definitely sexually active teenagers,
4: and there are allusions to that. Yeah, though they're probably more talking about making out in the well, content. point. I mean, just, there is I know at some one, point they do like actually do
3: where yeah, but it's they're at that age where it's like if you just leave kids to their own devices, like the way Corey's parents do, they're probably going to end up having sex. I mean, there's that scene where there she wakes him up in the middle of the night, and she's like. Corey, I just want to talk to you, and he's like, "You don't want to like come into my room and we can talk about it." And it's like, this is my yeah. There's there's a clear implication. Yeah, there's a clear implication, and you know, her family yeah went on a cruise. Not only would most families not be okay with you not joining them for the holidays, but Corey's parents take her in, knowing that they're dating, and like, "Ah, that's fine.
1: I mean, you know, I did yeah. similar stuff when I was 17. My parents were pretty tame and relaxed. and Really? Yeah, it, it yeah, worked I mean, out so, for the better. Families. I mean, it, it kept me out of acting out and causing, uh, honestly, a lot more trouble. Because it, if you leave kids to their own devices, they find ways to skirt around and do stuff. Or they'll just lie to you about it Right. if, if you leave well, that's enough why, structure. I mean, that's why
3: my parents were pretty firm in some ways, particularly when it came to like that. Like, my parents were not okay with, like, me and my girlfriend, like, being alone in a locked room together and sure. be like, nah. And I totally get that.
1: Yeah. I, and I'm not saying one way is better than another or anything. I really appreciate the freedom and trust that my parents instilled in me from a very young age. I liked being able to be 13 and have a girl in my bedroom and the door shut and my parents would knock before they came in. Like I'm very thankful for that experience because I know a lot of people did not get that type of freedom, but I think that kind of attitude towards me doing that dispelled any sort of like need to be sneaky or try to do more faster before maybe, someone caught me. But if it, if the
3: circumstances had been different, you know, maybe you or your girlfriend had been like Let's just fuck. Sure, and then, sure, know.
1: and that absolutely happened. But you know that's that's okay. And what I'm saying is, when you're 14, you really do want to get that dick wet. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, most people are like, I don't know if I want my 14 year old. That's why is such a wet. bitch in this episode. Okay, I'm sorry. We gotta actually do the plot synopsis. Yeah,
4: so, so I, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she stays with them, and uh, they have their own. They're trying to. They have their own. Traditions Christmas for Christmas. Traditions. Christmas. Yeah, they've got the aluminum tree. They drink eggnog. And every time they bring up one of their traditions, she's like...
3: By the way, is that... Sorry to interrupt, but is that even still a thing? Fucking aluminum tree?
1: Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he just asked a question and says, never mind, go I, ahead. Just, I just had to bring it up while yeah, I was yeah, still, still in front of the front. I
3: okay. think my
4: mom has one, maybe. Really? Maybe. Uh,
1: yeah, she was pro Topanga. Yeah. Please finish the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, go ahead. So,
4: uh, but every time she's like, oh, well, my family used to do this, and that they've got their own traditions, and she imp- tries to impose her own traditions on this poor, unsuspecting family. And uh, yes, I do completely agree with you. She absolutely I also think her traditions are garbage and bullshit.
3: Okay. I uh, mean, I, some families do do like the caroling and stuff and it's like whatever, but gay. That's one of those that's <laughs> one of the things where like he could have compromised and he does by the end of the episode where it's like, "Yeah, sure, I could do some of the things you want to do." But it's the way it has more to do with the things that, yes, yeah, she imposed on the entire family. Like oh. making them go to Vermont to get a Christmas okay. tree. Okay. Which, which they like, do
4: not live at They're like 600 miles away from look, Vermont. Right, so some look. cartoon logic leaps we, in We here. still
1: are not. Okay. Panga's parents go out of town and she stays with Corey and his family. They have their own set Christmas traditions that they go through, and every time one of them comes up, she says, oh, my family does this. She does not demand that they do it. She simply states, oh, well, my family does but this. But it is, but hold on, hold true. on. And then Corey... <laughs> takes it upon himself to impose some sense of needing to provide that experience for her because she's staying there with his family and he feels some sense of obligation to provide her an experience that is similar. Now, at the end of it, after he begrudgingly acts like a complete dick to his girlfriend who he's intending on giving a promise ring to they have some sort of compromise because we've got to go through the sitcom. I do think
4: he acts like a dick throughout. Yeah, Yeah, he does. Four four different
1: cuts where Corey has to tell someone else yeah, you know, we're just different people. It's like, it's like the yeah, same, you're different people, The same dude.
4: lesson is imparted from every character. Every single right.
1: conversation results in the same realization of, you know, we're actually different people. It's like, yeah, dickhead, not everyone's an exact carbon copy of each other. And that just because you're not a carbon copy of one another doesn't mean that you can't like each other. It's about fucking give and take and compromise. His dad, you fucking dolt.
3: His dad is up in the middle of the night after a late night conversation with the parents. He's like, what are you doing up, dad? like you know your mom likes to do that too like have conversations at three o'clock in the morning yeah you're different people and that's okay now here enjoy my hobby like me and play with models <laughs> but so, <laughs> so
1: i do like that bonding for the sure it moment. is that's like, nice it's moment. fine it does have a little bit of miserable husband energy at the start of that exchange but it turns into well, son, you just do models. <laughs> you know, which is fine. That's okay. And and I could get why you would really relate with that since you paint dolls. So that's okay. Yeah, like, my father would never do that with there's me. A, he <laughs> would never want to, there's a similar
3: lesson that the guy that plays Red Foreman in that seventy show gives in a scene that's sort of like that one where he says something to the effect of, you know, growing up means doing a lot of shit you don't want to do. And that is the, exactly what that energy was. And I, I always think that is actually really insightful.
1: I, I think it's endearing in the, in the sense of like you provide something that, you know, sometimes you and your partner or, you know, whoever, or even just a family member or a friend or anything, you're going to have relationships with people where you're going to be presented with doing something that you're not necessarily excited about doing, let alone want to do, maybe. But you, but, find, it, but you find the interest in doing it and providing an experience for someone because you want them right. to enjoy it exactly. or have a good time. Well, like
3: you doing, it may not be something you want to do, but you, yeah. you can find the joy in, in
1: making that person and, happy. And being a provisionary yeah. element for someone to to do that. But exactly. the, the point at which I have an issue with that is when you do it begrudgingly or like a dickhead or you act like an ass about it like it's a problem like if someone's not because he makes mention in this episode repeatedly like Topanga's gotta we gotta do things her way it's Topanga's way and it's like dude you haven't fucking spoken up for yourself you haven't had a conversation once you've just gone off to everyone else and explained why your girlfriend pisses you off because she wants to do things too that aren't exactly what you want to do, and you act like a fucking dickhead about it. It's the most passive pussy way about going about having an actual adult conversation. You don't need a promise ring. You need a boyfriend. You're a fucking bitch, Corey, and I will fight you. (laughs) All right, anyway, I'm not pro... Topanga, by the way, I'm just saying that, like, all she does is make mention that, oh, well, my family does stuff like this, and then Corey takes it upon himself to, oh, okay, well, I'll reorganize my family's entire Christmas to cater to that so that I can do that for you, instead of just going well, you know, maybe you could like doing it this way. But of course, that's not always true because there is like the
3: morning, the scene with breakfast where he comes down and she's like, I made these special Christmas tree pancakes. And he's like, well, let me get the syrup that we went and got for you. And she's like, no, you got to put this on it. And he's like, okay, I didn't really want that. And she's like, now we got to go Christmas caroling. And he's like, I don't really want to do Christmas caroling. Right.
1: But he let it get up to a point to where he's resentful over fucking pancakes instead of just having a conversation out the gate. Like They hey, do I look just... like some
4: dry ass pancakes. <laughs> of
1: course. I Her no, name's no. Topanga. What do you expect?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's got dry cam pancakes and dry... All right. Anyway, go ahead.
3: On the one hand, it's sort of like, even though she doesn't actually insist on doing anything... It's the way that, like, yes, she's in her boyfriend's family's house. And, of yes. course, her boyfriend is going to try to stick up for her. So, even though she doesn't actively Even though he, do that, he talks about it like a dickhead on the side. Yeah, go yes, ahead. Yes, and, and he does. He does act like a dick about it. But he also is sweet in the way that he tries to, like, all right, well, let's do this for her family. Even though he's doing it passively, aggressively. And she's kind of—it's sh- also on her for not realizing this was happening. Yeah, know your she place as a house like, guest. Yeah, it's yeah. like you are a guest, and you are clearly like creating a situation where you're making this weird because you're kind of imposing. You're, you're making your boyfriend feel like we need to acknowledge. Right, your it's traditions. some couched
1: obligation yeah. towards everyone else to cater. Yeah, <clears throat> and and you should know your spot as a guest in the household. To hey, you're here. As you a, decided to come join this family for Christmas, so you should engage mm-hmm. in what they do. Yeah, and I agree. That is her fault. Absolutely. I just think that Corey is a little bitch boy, and he should have just <laughs> well, used mean, his big boy pants. Brought, he
4: bought a promise ring.
1: Oh my god A promise wing He should have given it to Sean Okay Well,
4: oh, well I that think Sean she's Was t- on this busy wave. with Jack yeah. so, so let's take a sidestep She got a promise ring So that
1: means she gonna Touch my pee pee <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
4: so let's take a to... sidestep to, to, So Sean and Jack They about to fuck right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, is a, there is a moment In this episode So the subplot Of this episode That's happening Is that Corey's friend Sean Has recently connected With a long lost brother of his named Jack. And they're over at Sean's house decorating. half brother, you know. Yeah, let's and whatever. make it
4: appropriate, not so taboo.
1: Yeah, it's okay if they kiss. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're, they're sitting there like sharing Christmas traditions. Sean comes from a very poor background. Jack comes from a well-off family. They have a lot of differences. And they're trying to find something that they have commonality they on. They realize
4: but they're different people, too. They are
1: different people, too. But the way they engage with one another is, huh, we're different. Well, that's okay there's probably something right instead of Corey and topanga going huh we're different i think i want to cut your head off yeah so yeah. jack
4: and sean are just a much more healthier uh, relationship relationship they do mm. also really seem like they're about to kiss several times there
1: is so much homoerotic energy in the first scene with them. I, like ice ice skating. Skating. I like ice skating Dude. so the first <laughs> scene Even before that yeah well yeah. they're just no, decorating man. that tree before Corey comes over and they're just sitting there decorating a tree At first, I thought, are they boyfriend, boyfriend? Are they going (laughs) to kiss? Because the energy in this room right now is, look at me longer, Jack, because I'm about to jack you off, dude. (laughs) (laughs) dude, Oh, I'm about to jack you off. (laughs) Yeah, we're about to make some eggnog. (laughs) There's no reason why the two of them should be looking so longingly into each other's hearts. It is so much fucking sexual tension in that scene before Corey shows up i and do deep,
4: wish that was most of the episode i i wish it was too i want to see you
1: know the I only funny it. elements are of course uh cory's brother um yeah b- bitching A- eric yeah his brother eric bitching i mean those are those are the great moments but yeah that energy between sean and jack is just the the romance that should have happened in this episode also his his principal slash former teacher
3: slash neighbor is it Mr. Neely. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Feeney. Yeah, there's that is a weird relationship going on there. Because oh, you mean to walk into someone's home on an always in their fucking house yeah, and read
4: the entirety of a Christmas Car- Carol? Yeah, they're yeah. all they're
3: totally cool with it. He's like, well, my favorite tradition is reading the entire book of Christmas Carol. That's yeah. got to be like two hundred. 250 pages at least he does it every Christmas every though. Christmas yeah like until they, had to they take fall it all asleep day.
4: he puts something in their drinks <laughs> 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 hey, reads them the reads them the Christmas carol quote
1: unquote yeah yeah you couldn't have picked a shorter fucking <clears throat> story so Marley was
3: his neighbor of uh, Mr. Inca Crane. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I like, like this the, one. He's making yeah. it up as he goes. Yeah,
1: sleepy Hollow the Extended Edition.
3: He's <laughs> <It's laughs> like, he was the ghost of the Christmas Past, and great, everybody's asleep. Okay,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think like that's a weird thing, and that there's several. Uh, this is has an instance of this being like this is a very special episode of you know because yeah, like so- I, there's a. It's very like half-assed in the plot. A lot of the characters are kind of out of character. I don't remember Topanga being this dumb. Uh, Being
1: this stupid or this aggressive. Yeah, Yeah. I I
4: don't remember that being a thing, and I don't think it normally is. Uh, And
1: their relationship, the entire time I was watching this episode, I was just thinking, man, this is not an adult situation. I This is such... Kid shit. Well, like, 15, this is. 16. Or I, no, they're like 17, 18 in this. And I'd,
4: I I don't think. This was the fifth season. They aren't. Like, it ends when they're in college, I, right? I think so. Yeah, it, went, it ends on. And they're like first or second year of college. They aren't. I don't enough, know. I just thought,
1: like, good. man, this is some kid shit. It's, it's got like five more years to go on this. The way show. they're handling this, this, like, whole not even non argument between the two of them is just like, what the fuck, man? But Because what happens, that the most jarring part of the episode, I think, is Corey goes over to his buddy Sean's house where he's hanging out with Jack, Think about Jack and him, and he's bitching about Topanga and how she's such a fucking nerd because she has all these Christmas traditions that she wants to uh, enjoy. And so Topanga comes over, and Corey basically says, fuck off, I don't want to come home. And she's like very apologetic and she's, you know, I'm sorry I brought up my Christmas traditions. And it's very fucking weird that she just leaves, goes back to his house, and he stays at his friend's house and is still not in the right mindset of, Oh, well, we should compromise because we still got to do this whole ghost of Christmas. Yeah, you've got to have shit. a Christmas
4: Carol. Uh,
3: yeah, you've got to right, have yeah. that
1: element thrown in there. And that's the thing that changes his mind. Yeah, you got to see was, how
3: fat you are in the future. It did kind of feel like that was really shoehorned in the episode. Yeah, it
1: felt, it felt so unnecessary. And it's just like, dude, Sean should have just pulled him aside and been like, look, man. When you love someone like I love Jack, you just kiss him <laughs> on the mouth. You kiss him on the mouth. You don't even ask it, for permission. You, you take just it do down it. to their tummy and then you eat that boy bussy. You, That's all it is. You think like in real life,
3: if it had like, by the time they had the late night conversation where Topanga literally can't sleep because she's thinking about all this. And so then he's stuck and then he finds his dad in the similar situation and they kind of bond over like, yeah, my your mom is just sort of like the way Topanga is. And then they build models all night. You think that would have been the end of it? By morning, Corey would have realized, and then like, yeah, this is yeah, some kind of Sometimes you just do things yeah, for needs somebody.
4: Everybody to tell. Yeah, him.
3: he needs everyone to tell him, and then still doesn't get it. He has to have fucking Jacob Marley <laughs> fucking. fucking come to him in a
1: dream. He, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't get it until he sees a guy with Topanga that's not him, and she's happy. It's like, dude. Yeah, obviously, you're fucking kids. You're going to change so much, and you've already had three different characters tell you th- a different fucking version of that's okay. Like, how are you just noticing? He's like, oh, I've known Topanga for so long. I didn't know that we were so different. It's like, you n- really? You never went to a movie with her, and she went, I didn't really like it what the fuck is this? Like, what is this fucking <laughs> fantasy land where all the way up into this point where you want to put a fucking promise ring on your cock and show it to her. You've never learned that she was slightly different than you. I don't it, this this episode just feels like stupid fucking Christmas special, Boy Meets World. It's just fucking lame, dude. Well, that's
4: what it is. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah,
1: Merry Christmas. Corey sucks. Is there an episode
3: of Girl Meets World where she opens the bedroom door and finds Corey crying on the bed? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's like, Mom's gone again. Ugh, gross.
1: Is that what Girl Meets World is about? What's that? It's about it's his about daughter. Their, yeah, his daughter. Ugh. Yeah. He had kids? Yeah. How does Them she survive too. with two moms? <laughs>
3: And they got married. It's Topanga. <laughs> that's the that's Ugh. the that's the last. So they literally are like, they're more than high school sweethearts. They are sweethearts since like fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, it's the and most shipped relationship high.
4: ever. They're junior high. Junior high.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's like eleven or something in the very beginning. It doesn't no, matter. No, he's not that
1: young. It, it doesn't matter, but they're young,
3: so they they're together yeah, for a long a fucking young.
1: time. I just didn't like either of them <laughs> in this episode. I I thought Corey was soft, yeah. and not a man.
3: It's, it all takes place in their house, so and pretty cookie cutter in terms of story plot and there's like four, jokes, four it's sets. Very, yeah, it's just not a very interesting episode. Not no, a lot not, happens. Nothing really. Yeah. No
1: one found a joint in anyone's room. No one, no one, like, got felt up at a fucking Christmas party or anything and then felt weird about it and didn't want to tell their dad. No one had it, a near-death yeah. experience. Yeah, there,
4: there or at least it, it's that. not like the the Halloween special episode where there's like a, ki- a, a supposed killer in the li- in the library or something and they're all trapped in there? I vaguely remember that. That was fun. Yeah. It was like an and then there were none situation. It was Fuller <laughs> from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are all these it Pepsis was, lying around? Joe Pesci. And he's
1: beating people to death with Pepsi cans and pissing on them at the end. Halloween is also just more colorful and vibrant and, you know, it's
3: just got, like, it's interesting. Or his Christmas is like, don't get me wrong it's like we were talking about like i like christmas christmas is great i love christmas because the time of year is 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 great but it's also like it gets to where it feels like everything is the same in terms of like all right now we got to talk about how the meaning of christmas is about family yeah every and everyone gather around in some your,
1: eggnog and you're just like okay yeah I mean, everybody uh, gather uh, around in your best red sweater so we can have a show together
4: it's just manufactured sentimentalism by yes. corporate America to the, sell exactly. more shit during exactly. the holidays. God and honestly, Jesus Christ! Oh shit! Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that. We were talking I about boy saw
3: your mustache
1: old. grow ten <laughs> inches.
3: I mean, goddamn, <laughs> he's not on point though. That's exactly the feeling is so fucking like it's corporate Yes, yeah, just yeah. yeah. garbage. Obviously, and it's, they've
4: been working overtime since the fifties.
3: And it's. And it's, it's the thing to me that makes the, that's the biggest part of Christmas that makes it not fun is just how, how fucking commercial it is. It's just like, okay, we get it. Can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just want to see. I, once again, I want to see how much steam Jesse
1: had to be exasperated literally about literally blowing out his ears right he's, now, he's, like he's Joe f- Jesse, f- Jesse, f- Jesse f- where I get worked up and just do word vomit on the microphone for ten minutes straight, messing around about how someone's chest is shaped. Jesse just says one hateful thing and then goes silent. <laughs> so it's excellent for a podcast. I just, I just fucking
3: brood. That's what
1: I do. Oh, I mean, overall, though, like, I mean, what do you... Do you have much memory of Boy Meets World? Yeah, like, I used it, to watch it a lot. Does it mean much to you other does than it the mean fact much that... much? I mean, not really. Well, other than the fact that Sean is the cutest. Yeah, well, Sean is
4: definitely the cutest.
1: How many He's butt seen. cuts can you fit in this fucking, fucking show, though?
4: Like, I know that Sean and Eric... Eric, you, he start, I think he starts out with a short hair, and then he gets like the butt cut later. You know, that's the 90s heartthrob thing of having your hair parted in the middle yeah, and long.
1: Yeah. D- my, my hair naturally does that. Like, I don't have a choice. It just yeah. always looks like that. I just come out looking like Dean from Gilmore Girls. I can't help it. But every fucking guy in this show at don't some brag. point or another... <laughs> no, look, I'm not... Everybody had the River the Phoenix
3: fun. thing going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just saying... Like, it was so funny because when I was watching this, she turns to me. My wife turns to me and is like, "Oh, hey, didn't he just have this conversation with this guy?" I'm like, yeah. "What do you What do you mean? What are you talking about? That's That's his friend. The other one was his brother." She's like, "Yeah, but they were just having this conversation in his living room." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "You mean the the other care his brother?" She said. Oh, that was it. That was two different people, oh, right? Yeah,
3: because they're <laughs> wearing the same fucking shirt and have the same haircut. They're wearing, dude, Yeah, like, similar shirts, similar haircuts, shirt,
1: cut. Dang. You know, name name a more iconic duo, right? It's it that that is probably the most nostalgic thing about the show for me is the fact that every guy looks like a fucking brown hair, butt cut, flannel wearing motherfucker. <laughs> I think.
3: Um, like yeah, I definitely watched this show some, but I, it's been a long time since I've watched any of these shows. But I definitely remember. It an after-school fi- I thing definitely for me. remember finding something more interesting about Pete
4: and Pete, and I think.
3: Yeah, it was. I, I think that. Well, I never comes
1: watched from-
4: Pete and Pete, and I think I watched this show like. I was behind it when it aired. Um, It was probably on Disney Channel by the time I was watching it. It
3: always struck me. It's just so much more like. Tame. Tame. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like Pete and Pete is from his perspective and it's that. Fantastic. Reliable
1: narrator thing.
3: Like it was just more interesting. It's a lot more alternative. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It feels like the, the, the show that was made for the kids who didn't know how to feel outside in the real world. And then Boy Meets World was what if I was Corey and the softest boy ever? What if I was him and I happened upon a girl who could tolerate my fucking butt cut? Isn't I've it got. lame when you have to do homework? Sorry, a buzz cut, not a butt cut. Isn't
3: it lame when your brother takes your stuff?
1: Corey's hair looks like a chia pet.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't say I, one I'm nice really thing not about sure. him. He does
4: look like he wears hair plugs. <laughs> he
1: really like, does.
4: Uh, the whole time.
1: <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> curly, but really short. <laughs> he takes a shower and it's fucking nine inches longer. <laughs> I don't have many nice things to say about Corey. Sorry, I just want to give that pause there. Fuck but he you. looks like the type of guy. He didn't do it in this episode, but for some reason, every time I picture him, he's got a button-up shirt that's buttoned all the way up underneath a sweater. He's a fucking dork. I don't just, like him. I don't you, like him. You just described Carlton, I think. He doesn't deserve her. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anything else? No,
3: I mean... How out is Topanga's Audi? That's all I'm saying. Don't upset
1: Mike. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's got to
4: edit this. He probably just threw up on his keyboard.
1: He's he's (laughs) mad... He's Good. mad that the story focused on Corey and Topanga instead of Sean and Jack already. <laughs> so am I, though, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, was wish I wish to focus on, on Feeney and, and Corey.
1: Feeney and everyone else in the family? Yeah, all the young lads. Yeah, Feeney and all the underage boys. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Feeney. I like ice skating, too. He's just fucking dragging bodies over an Would ice skating rink. Would you boys like to go ice skating with me? Yeah. Come I over like to my it, house. Dude. I got an ice skating rink in my garage. <laughs> Feeney is a creep. He's a creep. Yeah. That's the takeaway message from the Some show. terrible things come out about Feeney after the show. What the, the fuck happened? <laughs> what did they do to us? All right. You done? You good? Are you done? I'm done. I've, I've said enough mean things about Corey's egg-shaped head, Adam Sandler knockoff fucking idiot boy shit. Yeah, well, I feel like we're really covered God, I love this world when he right gets now. Mad. I just, I'm not mad. I just hate that he looks like his socks sit on the outside of his jeans. I, I mean, picture Corey and tell me he doesn't have flooding fucking pants. Exactly. What's wrong with that? Well, because you are the boy meets world of this group. Uh, yeah, I'm he's a whitey tidies type, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. exactly. That's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. Boy he meets wears world. Boy oh, meets yeah. world is for guys that wore white underwear and socks together. I think Corey shaves his legs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, change it. <laughs> To start the holidays sooner, you your could way. make your own reindeer, fluffy,
1: fluffy, fluffy. or you
4: could head to McDonald's for some way cool miniature Mattel toys. Let's make something different for Santa this year. Tello Jigglers!
2: Yeah! down, yeah. jiggler jiggler all the way!
1: Santa Claus! Ooh. He's coming, coming straight, straight to the ghetto. Straight. Do it again, Santa Claus. Claus. Oh, he's, he's coming come straight, straight to, to the ghetto. Yeah, well, you know that's Come on, straight. here one more okay. time, one more time. Don't stop. <laughs> hey, Santa Claus. There it is. You see him? Come he's coming straight, straight to, to the, ghetto. the ghetto. All right, big deep voice. Do it. Santa, Santa Claus
2: is going, going straight,
1: straight, straight to the, get the ghetto. Gettos. One more, one more, one more. Hey, Santa, Santa Claus is Santa
2: going Claus straight to the ghetto.
4: I want a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Sega
1: Genesis. <laughs> I want a Nintendo Sega <laughs> Genesis <by>
4: 2. <laughs> Is that in the song? Yeah, it's in the, in
3: the
1: beginning. beginning. No, I'm that's fine. Garrett's Christmas list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, uh, that's. All right, like so that. as you can tell, <laughs> we only know the chorus. <laughs>
4: no, being very generous.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there were words uttered that reminisce of the chorus. Yeah. So we are covering Snoop Dogg and featuring others. Santa Claus is coming straight to the ghetto. Santa
4: Claus goes straight to the
3: ghetto.
1: Santa Claus goes straight to but the ghetto. But it is
4: coming straight to the ghetto. That, well, yeah. that's, that's,
1: that's, a, that's the chorus. Santa yeah. Claus yeah. is coming straight to the ghetto.
4: That's true. Uh, this is, it's not a cover, but it was taken from the title of a, of a James Brown song. Um, and it, that's where the similarities stop. I noticed that too,
3: but I didn't listen to yeah the James Brown. Yeah, they sound nothing alike. Uh, Oh, really? Weird. Yeah,
4: weird. You know, there, there's <laughs> not a part where there's not a part where James Brown goes. I want Street Fighter two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nintendo
4: would have been strange if he did that.
3: <laughs> would he probably cool. would have talked about having
1: the fifth of him dog though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been cool as fuck, is what you mean. <laughs> My favorite's Ryu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anyway. We're covering Snoop Dogg, Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto, and this music video and song is, it's it, it's it's just weird, it's like, it's as weird to me as shit like Mariah Carey and Michael Buble is, where when you take someone who does music that's like, a specific genre, like they co- they could cover anything.
3: An established artist. Yeah, I an see. established
1: artist, and they could cover any type of material, like maybe they sing or rap or whatever about love ballads or uh, the ghetto or, you know, making money, getting bitches or anything like my... They could sing about getting bitches. (laughs) Yeah, my truck don't work (laughs) good. You know that
4: Mariah Carey song (laughs) where she sings about getting
1: bitches. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Michael Buble song where he talks about getting Mariah Carey and that is his bitch. I think it's a version of Baby is Cold Outside or something. But uh, anyway, you take any artist who has an established style... You know, you've got like Ozzy Osbourne or something like that. Maybe rock music, metal. It you hear their name
3: matter. and you it's synonymous with...
1: Right, you non-reality. become iconic with and you are popular with your style of music and you've basically got a few topics that you center everything around, okay? Maybe it's drugs, maybe it's girls, maybe it's cars, maybe it's whatever. So for Snoop Dogg to come out with some boys <laughs> and sing and rap about Christmas is just fucking hilarious it's just funny because you've taken these guys and in the music video it's dudes riding in a fucking low rider sailing across the top of a city sprinkling christmas dust on some the,
4: the precinct would call it something else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: they're sailing over this city which only shots of the city are of like mostly homeless people right yeah like homeless people or like Ladies of the night, and then it's party scenes, and then yeah. it's back to or well, it's cut there's with. There's a lot those of, are of things the, that
4: make me think of Christmas.
1: The, well, it's cut with the scenes of like remembering being Actual a kid Christmas. around yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, yeah.
4: I, I will say that uh, homeless people and Christmas go together very well. Apparently, they do, that, and it's in that, a lot of Christmas. Is things. that not the wildest yeah. thing that it's home, very sp- even Home Alone Two has that homeless? I think the pigeon lady's homeless. Uh, there's yeah. the yeah. the, yeah. the uh, sweat. Swapping, switching places with that Eddie Murphy trading places. Trading places. Yeah. yeah. yeah is not, that's funny I, that you
1: say I, that, yeah. I think it's because it's typically a, it's a season that's centered around like giving or being selfless yeah. or, or, you know, help the homeless. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Just helping. Right, the Being charitable. It's a, it's very seasoned about that. And obviously homeless people are, uh, are, are, typically people that rely on the charity of others. Yeah. And so they kind of do come hand in hand with Christmas stories and tales. Yeah. It's just, the, it's, And the rest so, of the
3: year we ignore them.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, uh, the so
3: when Santa goes to the ghetto, he gives, it's to, cool as shit. He gives to the needy yeah. by giving the homeless guy a bottle of champagne.
1: Is That, that yeah. was the funniest fucking scene in this music video. It turns a bottle
4: of 40 into champagne. Okay, right,
1: because across all the verses of the guys throwing in here, and I, I don't, I don't remember everyone that's on this song. I know Nate Dogg is. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, this this song is so fucking funny because while they're doing all these verses and it's about Christmas and everything, yeah, there's the there's the nice like. Shots and uh, scenes where it's a kid and it's Christmas time and their their parents are giving them something or, you know, maybe it's just their mom or their yeah, siblings this, that are I'm the, This is
3: a really interesting song and music video. I have things to say, to you, but go ahead. Well, uh, I,
1: I was just going to say, like, as sweet as it is to see kids getting stuff on Christmas or like reminiscing about Christmas and the magic of it. It's also juxtaposed. It's juxtaposed yeah. with the fact that there's a homeless man sitting in an alley with a fucking 40 and they're flying above in a lowrider. Do low you think he would have
4: preferred the 40 over the champagne?
1: That's what I was going to say. Champagne <laughs>
4: kind of sucks, That's right? That's
2: what I was going to say. He's looking at it
1: and going, what the fuck is this? He's looking at it and like, how the fuck am I supposed to pop this? Yeah. Yeah. But they're flying above in a low I can't rider. Get blackout on this. <laughs> they're sprinkling fucking Christmas across the ghetto and this dude has a 40 and it magically turns into a <laughs> bottle of champagne and he's just like, yeah, fuck it, sit, turn up or whatever the fuck he's doing. He's just, he never opens the bottle of champagne either. He never opens it in the oh, music He's gonna video. sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it cuts back to this so dude. he's he can get he's gonna sell the gold shit on
4: it.
3: He's going
1: to sell the champagne so he can buy two 40s. <laughs>
3: 40 and a 50. Yeah.
1: He's sitting there in this alleyway and it cuts back to him like three more fucking times. And he's still got that bottle of champagne and it's an unopened. Yeah. It's not drinking he's it. He's just like, how I get this gold shit off, man? Really? What's... But this is cut along with... The kids having Christmas, and then goes back to a party scene mm. where Snoop Dogg and and friends and gang are sitting there with Christmas bitches who are dressed <laughs> in bitches. either tank tops or <laughs> aluminum skirts and business yeah. suits. So like, there's
4: also a church.
1: So
3: I got to break Sane. this down for a minute because this because I watched it a couple of times and I realized the second time watching it, it's it's re- it's a really interesting song really when you break it down because so what's happening is all of them that have their own verse right all of the artists on on the song they all basically are talking about if you listen to the lyrics they're reminiscing about what childhood christmas was like right and their childhood christmas what their childhood christmas was like and how it was sort of like There was something that sort of broke The magic barrier for them And realizing that Christmas is just like "Ah, It's just fucking you know It's just a day It's just a day like everything else There's nothing magic about it There's nothing really magic about it But there is also something magical about it Still at the same time That is self-imposed Yeah, Yes And so like it's, It's weird how there's something sort of like There's something actually really sweet And very Christmassy about it And that's like Oh yeah it's like we're in the ghetto And everything is
1: like
4: you heard that too, right? Yeah, I Get-to. heard that too. <laughs> Hold on.
1: We're in the ghetto. In the you, ghetto. you sound like my cousin <laughs> from San Francisco who came back over pronouncing <laughs> his T's.
3: We in the ghetto. So there's this there's this sense of like they all recognize that like Christmas is different being in the ghetto, but at the same time, like they like There's had still had a magical fun. element. There's still to a magical element to it and something to celebrate about it. And so they're all grown up and they're all you know doing like yeah they're hanging out with their ladies and they're they're smoking blunts and drinking fists of whiskey and you know it's like you can get bottles of champagne you can get bottles of champagne and they talk about being with gangsters and thugs and shit and then all it's almost like they it's like everybody is suddenly taking a break and talking like just enjoying the fact that it's christmas even though yeah. it's like somehow different it's a really it's a strange song it's a strange yeah.
1: song because there these are guys that are interweaving the magic of Christmas with bitches' titties bouncing, and it's right. fucking it's, awesome. It's like
3: they're t- yeah, they're t- like Christmas is this magical day because of childhood, and it's like yeah, there's something special about it, being with family and being with and church. that ass in them and shorts. They, they t- they're going to, They talk about going to church. And, Wouldn't it be and better if Boy Meets
4: World just had an episode of titties bouncing? Fuck,
3: Man
1: <laughs> Meets like World. That-
3: yeah, but it is, it's boy, pizzas, meat like in the world. All right, one go ahead. Second,
1: <laughs> it, it,
3: it's just funny how one second they're talking about the magic of Christmas and being a kid and getting stuff under the tree and being with church members and being with community, and then in the very next sentence line, they're talking about smoking a blunt and getting drunk on a fifth of whiskey. Okay, and that's Ben's, Christmas. And you're like
1: shit, like this is
3: Christmas is crazy. Christmas man. rolls yeah, Christmas now. Rolls, yeah, man. yeah, it kicks ass.
1: <laughs> Christmas, Christmas now has. Snoop Dogg <laughs> with the biggest, fakest, blackest beard hanging from his chin as he rides in this lowrider. Did y'all real? see that? You know, did that y'all it? see that I, in that music video? Look, I mean, that, that looks about as real as Jimmy Fallon with long hair. That You know what? It actually does look as just as real because Jimmy Fallon normally doesn't have long hair, but that hair did look as long when he was doing the extreme uh, More Than Words video with Jack Black because the hair was long, but it was a wig, and this is very similar to Snoop Dogg's long beard. Yeah, because normally Jimmy Fallon has oh, short hair. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, 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 that's hair. it. Yeah. And that's the spirit of Christmas. Wait. Yeah, Wait. <laughs> Say it you mean to tell me. Say it. We're bringing this joke back for four episodes. Jimmy Fallon doesn't have no (laughs) hair. No, Jimmy Fallon has a bottle of fucking champagne that he's trading a homeless man for a 40. And
4: Snoop Dogg does not look like that normally.
1: Did he not look like just the f- he has this big thick fucking chin beard, yeah, and it's just draped down. It is so fucking comically huge that Snoop Dogg is the Black Santa going above the city, sprinkling. I loved his does. Santa outfit
3: though. The, yeah, it was the great. Black robe, it actually, yeah, it rules. It rules, yeah,
1: yeah. This. Fucking hood ghetto Santa Claus kicks ass. He replaces <laughs> 40s with champagne. He's got bitches. He's got blunts. He's hanging out. There's bitches he's shaking their ass. He's also a reverend.
3: I liked that set part of it. Every time he would do his lyrics, and all of yeah. a sudden he's dressed as a priest. Yeah, and because there's like, the church scenes yeah, with the, like church, like the choir yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, they actually got like the pane
1: glass windows with the light coming through. That was actually a pretty interesting looking set.
3: Um,
1: but but, the, but the, funny, the, the funniest part that I always love, and I love this across many rap music videos. I like it in mostly all of them because it's present in almost all of them where you have a guy and you know, like if you're on set, there's not really, there might be like a track playing that they sing, like rap along to or sing along to yeah. r- whatever your musician is. And they're playing that. And they're just kind of like singing like with war, like just, just a uh, spoken word kind of stuff. There's probably not as much flavor in it or as much like, uh, effort put into it, because you know it's just lip-synced to the actual music track that you're going to do. So, every time I see a music video like this, I absolutely love that I can imagine a set that is mostly quiet, and it's just a dude sitting on a couch and two bitches next to him with their hands in the air doing some (laughs) little (laughs) side-shake shimmy, just going, ooh, (laughs) oh, my titties, ooh, my ass on this couch is big. And Would it be quiet next to a guy? I mean, and it's just the quietest, just like, yeah, Santa Claus and my Chevrolet got Nintendo Street Fighter number four. I like Ryu. Here. I haven't <laughs> done a lot of music
3: videos, but I always assumed that really it's like, for the most part, they record the song. And then they just play the recording. Yeah, they of the play song. The, they play the sync track. Yeah, so they probably really are listening to it and they're playing it loud so everybody can hear. It. Yeah, but you're probably You know, it.
1: how many hours did we talk about like Nirvana recording "Smells Like Teen Spirit"? How many hours did did they do this all in one take? I'm just saying. Oh, no. I love I imagining mean, yeah, that they're... bitches are sitting there shimmy dancing and just so fucking vibing out to this shit with their makes their fucking titties shake and. It's like the 12th hour of doing a shot of them on a fucking couch uh, and drinking fucking funny is,
3: and they, and then they and
1: cut and they put their arms
3: right, down they put their the fucking line. arms down <laughs> yeah. and oh, crossed out no, of this shoot, man <laughs> yeah, they keep going yeah they they, keep there was going. there was
1: drinks and blunts flowing all yeah. night they say I'm getting tired. <laughs> like, here you go. fucking. That's, a, that's what I mean is like, you're. I just imagine them filming this music video and I always look at the background dancers, like the people that aren't like doing the actual like rap or music or whatever, the vocals. Like, what is going on in the background? Because I just imagine what it's like to be on that set. It's like, all right, all right. Now, you two girls, you stand over here. Yeah, you in the aluminum shirt. Yeah, you come over <laughs> here with the sunglasses on when we're inside <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nighttime. So you two stand here and now just shake your titties for like ten minutes. <laughs> for ten minutes. Snoop Dogg's rapping now. No, no, no. This is B roll. There's gonna be voice over it. Okay, just shake your titties like this. I just love fucking. And you get those imagining. ones where they like really get up
3: close in the camera. You know, right. like you think they? I had to get sweaty. Do they spray them down first? Oh, they definitely like, spray them. These nah, bitches don't yeah. dance
1: off camera. <laughs> Even yeah. they when they're not recording,
4: they spray them down. But oh, I yeah. love
1: it. I love it so much in this because 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 it fucking rules that it's Christmas time and they're having a rap song about Santa Claus coming to the fucking ghetto and there's some like actual sweet like, like you said, like there's some lyrics that are talking about being a kid and the magic of Christmas and everything. And then it's just cut with some lady just fucking <laughs> shaking titties, ass on yeah. a table <laughs> while someone's rolling blunts. And it just fucking rolls. Because there's,
3: there's so many different, completely different things happening yeah, in this song. You're looking at the
1: shot list. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, I got the kid. <laughs> yeah. I got the kid opening the presents under the tree. Okay. Hey, hey, Steve, what do we need still? What do we need still? What's the list? Yeah yeah yeah. Uh okay, so up next we got we got uh well, it says there's two things. It says titties shaking on coffee table. <laughs> Blow sprinkling I don't know What what does that mean What does that mean And and then we go back To the kid in the Fucking house I'm surprised
3: they Didn't do a shot Of like snow Coming down And then it just Forms into a line On a
4: table
1: Oh well that Yeah no 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 (laughs) It's on
4: the Cutting room floor (laughs)
1: Yeah Yeah they couldn't Get Led Zeppelin For this fucking Photo shoot (laughs) So, but it's just, it's fucking rules. And I absolutely love that they're fucking flying through the air and there's some shots of this lowrider cruising above the city because sometimes they're just driving down the street, but then other times it's floating above the city city, and it's just composited in on top of it. Like they're not moving at all. You just see the lowrider move across the top of a cityscape. Not only that,
3: but like it starts with that whole scene at the very beginning where it's regular Santa in a white family's home. Yeah. And then he gets, like, it gets up in the sleigh and then it transforms into the low rider. Yeah. So it's like, that's the magic of Christmas. The magic yeah. of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The magic
1: of Christmas is that he just turned into a 300 pound white man who gave Christmas presents right, yeah. to some it's kids. Like, but really, this is He's really riding yeah. around in a lowrider. He's really yeah. riding yeah. around in yeah. a lowrider, throwing out <laughs> bottles of Hennessy yeah. to people. God, he kicks ass. It rolls. <laughs> I want to be Santa. I want to, I want to hand out bottles of champagne to dudes with 40s for them to shout up at me. Fuck, I was drinking that. <laughs>
3: and then so, the whole time, he is Santa and spreading the magic of a Christmas. And then half the lyrics are about like, yeah, so when I was a kid, found out Santa wasn't real. And, you know, that kind of sucked. But Christmas is still magical anyway. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> like, is still magical anyway because I'm
1: rolling blunts and kisses and bitches between their ass cheeks. <laughs> anyway, my buddies are here. There you got to go now. Yeah, this, 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 this song's cool. Uh, the music video rules. Um, I don't even give a shit that it's about Christmas. I don't care. Uh, it's better than whatever fucking Mariah Carey song is going to come on next week. But anyway, what are, it is just, to, what are your
3: thoughts? It's just funny how like it seems like it's such a, it seems like it's a de- deliberate play at Christmas, you know? Like you, you were talking about earlier being an established artist. And it's almost like Snoop and the other artists on the song were like, we Fuck could, it, we, I'm going to do a Christmas we could song. Make a, we could make a fortune on a Christmas song. But then making the Christmas song, realizing that like, well, we can't just like, tackle with subject matter that we've covered in any other song we have to make this about the spirit of christmas
1: yeah and so it ends up being this weird like yeah just mixing of these yeah. very i remember things. waking up and getting presents anyway rudolph <laughs> got a red <laughs> nose just like me while i'm sipping on this flow i just like shit hey, like that fucking. Was pretty good it's just, it's just <laughs> snoop dogg being saying fucking you lines want to try, uh, give it a try, try. no yeah, i was not, yeah, right, not right, doing yeah. this uh, it's just Snoop Dogg saying lines about being a fucking kid and his buddies just fit the magic of Christmas. And then anyway, Santa Claus is doing lines off a hooker's ass and it fucking rolls, dude. This kicks ass. This is right up there with Die Hard for Christmas content. <laughs> All right, what are your thoughts, Garrett? Uh, you looked really happy watching the video, by the way. I just
4: I felt my dad talking to me. <laughs> Disappointed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's like, why aren't there any cookies? Yeah,
4: Yeah, he didn't get it.
3: Didn't you had
1: to it. look over your shoulder because you almost expected him yeah. to be like, what are you watching? This is the, type, yeah. Of, yeah, this is the type of shit Garrett would be watching shit? on his computer, and his dad would come in, and he'd quickly turn the monitor off. <laughs> like, no, Which is dad, weird I because he
4: loves Bad Santa, but... <laughs> Well, <laughs> but you change certain things about Santa, and he doesn't like. What was your favorite yeah. part of the music video? Tell I me that. A fucking I liked when the homeless guy got his forty taken away.
1: Yeah, he, Garrett liked when the homeless guy got his forty taken away, <laughs> not when he was given the champagne. Yeah, well, he let's he, be liked, honest,
4: he does not give a shit about. He that liked
1: champagne. that a homeless man lost all he had. That's what Garrett liked. Yeah, that yeah, part he was. liked. It would have been really funny if he took away the bottle of Hennessy
3: and gave him a bottle of Pepsi. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Pepsi is getting a yet.
1: full-fledged fucking advert in this episode, yeah. dude. <laughs> Full rolls up, <laughs>
4: pants just wet as they can be. Yeah. Yeah. hands of a Pepsi.
1: Yeah, Snoop Dogg's flying above the city, sprinkling fucking Christmas dust on everything, and Fuller's pants get dry. That's the Christmas miracle for him. <laughs> he just bit, let loose a full bottle of piss in his pants, and he fucking just got dry. No, he uh, just hands out
3: damn. Pepsi to everyone, and everyone gets wet pants. <laughs> yeah, so
1: anyway, my, the way I envision Santa now is Snoop Dogg and... I hope you do, too. You got anything <laughs> else about this? Any, any, any other no, things you'd I, like to I say? No, I don't. I mean, there's nothing. You, you know. just don't like homeless people. Yeah, yeah,
4: it's mostly the homeless people that give me the problem here. Yeah, the ghetto no, in I general. It. Yeah, it's fine. It's not like my uh, the kind of music I usually listen to.
1: What, Christmas?
4: Uh, yeah, Christmas music. <laughs> like I really don't like Mariah Carey. but Me
1: neither. Ugh. It's just so overplayed. Yeah. yeah, so overplayed. Yeah, let's so not. That, it, this, oh, uh, this one really
4: doesn't sound Christmassy at all
1: to me. There's like some jingling bells in the background. I didn't hear them. But yeah, I mean, maybe. well, it's hard to hear it, of yeah. the snare and
4: kick. And that's true. Yeah. yeah, I that like that's always what I'm looking for. Does it have any bells?
1: What what for Christmas music? Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, just always. Or like rap music in general. Does it have bells? Yeah, I don't those, think <laughs> there's a lot. I'll of tell you what, when
3: you does you're,
4: rap music have jingle bells? When
3: you're when I'm looking through stock music, 100, percent that's the truth. Yeah, it immediately exactly. becomes Christmas the second you add bells into yeah, it. Yeah, if you're looking
4: for Christmas music for something, and you need and you're using stock. Which one's got the jingle? Bell? Yeah, which one's got the bells? If it doesn't it? have it, it's not gonna it's be. not gonna, 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 gonna get yeah, pushed it's back. Not it's not gonna be Christmassy enough. Yep.
1: I should really just tagline them all with like Hennessy. Like yeah, how that's much true. Hennessy <laughs> does this one Yeah, yeah. maybe
4: again, I should just slip in uh, "Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto." for the next video project
1: i do i mean it probably won't go over well (laughs) no why not why not well i mean i think the christmas elements and the magic and getting the open is it the blunts or the
3: bitches which one is it
1: (laughs) i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with any of that (laughs) (laughs) i think it's the homeless people again i I don't think we've put enough heat on this (laughs)
3: listen a valiant attempt there but There's just too much homelessness. There's too
4: much homelessness. They They only exist one time of year during Christmas. That's true. That's (laughs) true.
1: You know what? Maybe we should give this to them. All right, listeners, if if you also would like to make a homeless man's 40 turn into champagne, uh, give the song a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, that's all we have for this. There's nothing left. There's not we've dogged on homeless people like four or five times. What yeah, more do you want? Yeah, we picked it apart. I mean, I think yeah. some
4: people involved that that wrapped on this are dead now. I probably but I don't yeah. know who. I don't think it's Snoop Dogg cuz he still does t- Twitch streaming, so he's not dead yet.
1: Yeah, I think he's still cooking with Martha Stewart every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That,
4: that's, a fun, that's a fun turn of events. Like now Snoop Dogg goes from this to yeah, this, cooking with Martha Stewart. Right.
1: This guy who made a Christmas rap song about opening presents, magic, bitches with fat <laughs> kitties, and smoking blunts is now streaming on Twitch and occasionally cooking. Which uh, like he uh, has uh, had quite a, a few rappers career.
4: go down the Twitch route. Right, like T-Pain does it, right? There's been a
1: couple. There's been a few that I've seen make an appearance into streaming services, but I just think it's such a funny fucking look back at like 90s content, and I would have never assumed that this is a guy who's gonna have staying power for the next three decades.
4: No, yeah, he's like still relevant somehow. He's, he's he
1: doesn't still really relevant. even does he make music anymore. I think he produces a lot of music. Yeah, that, yeah. that's I, I mean, be more that. than anything else. I'm makes. sure he makes music, but now I'm, he's
4: just like famous for being a pothead. I, I think that's what
3: most. It's almost more like he's just like a a f- famous face now. Yeah, like he's like he's somehow just, he, just being a celebrity. There were, he wasn't celebrity. like
4: he's not like too problematic. He's had yeah. he's just managed to. No, he's the weed career. guy.
3: Yeah, he just, and he gets into some new project every now and again. He's had a really interesting career. He's yes. had a long yeah. career. He's yeah. done a
4: lot of different things. He's done music. He's done movies. he's Yeah, done lots TV of acting, shows. He's done yeah, a lot shows. of uh, game shows and uh, reality shows stuff. He does.
1: He does kind of seem like he's really up for anything, and I guess that tracks because this is a man who just made a Christmas rap yeah. song. He
4: is the best part of Soul playing. You know, yeah,
3: that's probably a yeah. big part of why he has continued to be relevant. and Yeah, it's because he's game for anything. Well, just because he likes to he likes to dip his toes in everything. You know, yeah, yeah. like he likes to experiment. He's an entertainer. Do, yeah, he's an entertainer. Yeah. Exactly, an entertainer yeah. more than anything else.
1: Yeah, he's not he's so, not confined yeah. to just like rap music. Even though that might be like what made him explode and take off he's definitely shown his face in many many different ways throughout Mm. the years and i mean good on him i i I like him he seems like a genuinely you know nice dude i i hope he is i mean he gave us this gold so (laughs) i I, I wish for nothing but magical champagne 40 moments for him i've heard he's very down to earth in person well that and yeah, again, sure. he made a rap song about bitches shaking titties on Christmas. <laughs> so, I saw I saw I think I saw someone, <laughs>
3: someone post a video online one time of running into him, and of course, sure enough, he just passing blunts to people. Like of course he would. <laughs> yeah, of, course yeah, he, yeah. of course he would. <laughs> yeah. When it, when just in Rome high would. all the
4: time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, are you high if you're always high?
3: Yes. I mean, like yes, but also no. Like, I think y- that's yeah. the question
1: we leave this segment on. Okay.
3: Take it You may not be stoned anymore But you will be Santa Claus
1: I don't even know what that means Are you high high right right now? (laughs) Are we high high right now? You're going to be riding
3: above the city in a low rider Change it Kevin Crunch's Christmas Crunch A merry part of this college breakfast And a
1: very tasty gift Plus they have all kinds of video games For the kids
2: so take care of everybody on your list. Make it a blockbuster holiday.
4: That's Christmas, everybody. That's Christmas? That's Christmas? That's Christmas. It's the way we're ending that, Christmas? Yeah, that that's how I remember Christmas. Home Alone, <laughs> Boy Meets World, I should have asked Snoop for something Dog.
1: different. I <laughs> <laughs> should have made a different wish for that fat bastard.
4: Well, I, I do have uh, a wish to make. Oh, you um, do. Yeah, I did I did prepare something. Oh, okay. I, I felt like we were just uh, a little light. We gotta. It seems like a short episode, and we need to sure. feed the runtime, even if it doesn't mean anything. So right. I, I do. Yeah, I mean,
1: typically when you come back to life, you can just ask for more shit on the top. That's yeah, I think that's how that works. Well,
4: yeah. I, I mean, I didn't ask to be brought yeah. back to life. I just take if extra I, if I everything. Had a choice, not just I would food. ask to be going back. Um, but, you know, that's not my choice. Anyway, so I I did write a letter. Um, We're going to see if that uh, Mr. Santa Claus can help us out. Mike's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) While you were
3: stuck in the hell hole?
4: Yeah. Uh, Dear Santa, please bring Michael back from hell. I don't miss him or anything, but with him gone, I just have to talk too damn much. He might not say much of value, but would probably fill the space with sexual frustration and fat shaming. Still, content is content. And we need that like we need another inch of dick. Why don't we just prop
3: up his corpse and do a Weekend at Bernie style instead?
1: Why don't we just fuck Yeah, no, we
3: got it right here. <laughs>
1: ho, ho, ho! Rise from your grave. Fuck, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it, not again!
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, God, don't bring me back, don't bring me back! Oh, God, oh! Go away! Oh, fuck! What I miss? <laughs> did you guys already talk about Boy Meets World? Yeah, yeah we, did. we did. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh shit. shit! What? Well, did I you have to, something I for it? I had it? some thoughts about Topanga. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no. I know
1: you're not happy anymore now that you're
0: back. So. I'll make it quick. Don't worry. So wait, we
3: get to talk more about that show. Great. I was excited.
0: I'd see every guy's d- to completion in that house just to smell a room that she took. <laughs> in. If she gave me a Christmas present, I wished for a very used running shoe full of her. Sp- two straws, both for me, my nose. I'd do a headstand and let her fill my (laughs) to the brim with a two-eater filled with her (laughs) and hold the stand until I fucking blacked out. I'd snort (laughs) with my Sounded like a love letter to (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be back, boys, with you on this very special Christmas episode that we recorded back in October. (laughs) 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 a spooky-ass Christmas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Tune in next Christmas where Jesse and I write, or I help Jesse write a letter to Santa. <laughs> oh,
4: we do have to roll
0: for the, the it next, just says, next episode. Dear
3: Santa, more kids? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dear Santa. Not a question mark. <laughs> Dear Santa, seriously, how big do tits go? <laughs> Uh, As far as the next episode, the 17th episode, um, we will be having one episode release off uh, in light of the holidays, so that's our Christmas present to you, the listener, Uh, but let's go ahead and roll for the 17th episode that will release sometime in mid-January. And there Christmas I'm not doing all that. There's way too much ding, editing ding, ding, already this episode. Ding, ding, the, 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 <laughs> and the movie is going to be Armageddon in 1998, directed okay. by Michael Bay. Okay, another
3: Michael Bay movie.
1: Oh boy.
0: At least they're good in the '90s. And our TV show is going to be reboot. Uh, it came out in 1993. <laughs> uh, oh, we, we, we have a fan. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And our music video is going to be no joke. Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing, and I'm not making this. Yeah, you no, you're lying. I'm not. No, no, we no. actually rolled. I don't want to miss a thing. For real, Jesse,
3: he's not lying. <laughs> but this, that's that's got to be like a one in a million right, chance. Uh,
1: Jesse, I'll we know already it. know. This. Yeah, we yes. already know things. Know not what a really lie sounds like. Here's what a lie sounds like. We're my friends. Feet. I've
0: been hard. That's what a lie sounds like. <laughs> So, uh, what should the listeners do if they like or are bordering on Stop indifference listening. for the show? Turn it off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. What, what else could they do, <laughs> Drop your phone in a lake. <laughs> Ate it. That was Garrett. All right. What else could they do? <laughs>
1: if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to drop us a like or a follow or subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast from. If you want some additional content for the podcast, then you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash90sroulettepodcast. There's even more stuff there without Mike, so you'll be glad. And right, if a- you do like
0: some of the things that I say, you can also listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs>
3: Thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate you, even though we're awful.
1: What? I'm fine. Okay. Garrett? <laughs> uh,
4: you're,
1: you're back. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have anything to say now.
4: Yeah. I, no. Already
0: ready to be dead again, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. It was He's nice. real I've He's a real long t- day ahead of me. You know, I will say one nice thing about hell. Nicer than arkansas actually he is i will say that yeah. yeah you know they say it's impossible to find ice water in hell i actually couldn't find any food and i felt like that was more of a recent problem when i was there
4: oh i didn't have any issue
3: i, was, I think his blood <laughs> sugar is just low he's hungry for
0: being stuck in the hole all right yeah. see you in 2024 You just find a mug with H, and you went... I think someone gave it to me. Jesse starts with H. (laughs) (laughs) Won't get any funnier than that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the
2: funniest fucking thing
1: you've said in, like, months.
0: Yeah, I've been really sad, though, so... It doesn't really count. holy shit I've been this close so you know take that however you want (laughs) not to get in (laughs) hard